listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. With your host Rod and Karen, and we're in the house on a Thursday night. Yep, yep. After a long, hard day of work, yes, sir. Just come to let our hair down. You ain't hang. got no hair, sir. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, You've been rocking headbands all month for well, last month for LeBron. Right. Oh, okay. Pubic hair. Thank you. Just come to rock our pubic hair, let it hang out, and just uh, <laughs> do some podcasting with a couple other podcasters that maybe y'all heard of, maybe you haven't, maybe this is your first time. Um, let me just go ahead and uh, tell everybody what to listen to first. Um, it's the Blackout Tips. It's a comedy podcast. We do this three times a week. Um, it's me and my wife. That's right. I get along with her and everything. I know, right? Shaka, it on black too. Hey. Yeah, breaking all the molds and stereotypes. Yes, we are. And uh, occasionally we have on guests and stuff, you know, from across the interwebs and people that we listen to and people that we're fans of and yes. people, people that are fans of us and sometimes yeah. just random people that don't even know each other. Um, and tonight, the first voice that you heard was part of a four-man team. 
of podcasters. They do a, a weekly show when, when you know, when they can. Um, it's uh, my man Richie Prado from the Anti-Semantic Show. What's up? Say what's up to everybody, Rich. What's going on, bro? Karen, everybody out there. How you doing? Good, good, good man. And uh, we're going to come right back to him because I got questions about that show. Yes, now I got, yeah, I got some questions, too. And then the other voice, man, y'all might recognize, man, because I uh, always pump up this show, man. It, personally, you know, everybody, y'all can get mad if y'all want to, but it, it's my favorite podcast. Um, the Hot Fire Starter uh, uh, Trio are just my favorite Negroes to listen to on the Internet, man. Um, say what's up to everybody. Uh, K-Bad from the Firestarter.com podcast. What's going on, bro? How everybody doing? Uh, we're doing great, man. We're doing great. Now, a lot of people are like, who the fuck are these dudes? <laughs> I'm like, yo, I, no problem, man. I, I got y'all, man. I wouldn't just bring them on here and just have them start talking and don't even tell them, you know, get them to tell you about what they do and where to find them and all that good stuff. So the first things first, let's go to uh, Richie Prado because he is white here. And, uh, you know, I say white people go first. I'm. I'm a fan of segregation. <laughs> Me too. Um, so, uh, R- Richie, man, um, first of all, man, from your accent and the accents of the dudes on your show, the anti-Semantic show, um, which Karen sometimes calls the anti-Semitic show, but Don't that's, ask me why. That's, I was like, Karen, that's a completely different type of show that will definitely, you do not want to tell people to listen Don't to that. Don't ask me why I pronounce if, it like that. If they look that up on iTunes, <laughs> it might be problems. Upset. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, are y'all from, uh, the Boston area? Nah, we're not from Boston. We're from Staten Island, New York. Staten Island, New York? Okay, so the dude that was on the last show, was he from the Boston area, the masshole dude? Yeah, we had one of our um, super fans was actually passing through the area. We just told him to come by, and he actually just stopped by. He's like our biggest fan. He downloaded every episode. He's always giving us a lot of feedback. So we said, why not? He would have come to the studio. And uh, he was from Boston. He hung out with us. So it was a really cool time. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, because I, I could t- tell a distinct Boston accent in there. I was like, hmm, what? What's going on here? I was like, I don't know if everybody's from there or not. But, yeah, I forgot. Y'all did talk about eating pizza and shit and uh, how some of the best pizza was in uh, Staten Island and then other people were shitting on it. that you could find probably in the world. So, um, now, how did y'all come up with the podcast, man? I mean, like, I know you do do comedy, right? I don't do comedy. Um, Rich Rich Tender does. There's another guy named Rich on the show. Oh, okay. But he's a stand-up comedian. He's been doing this thing for a couple of years. The rest of us are comedians. We just uh, we basically came up with the idea to do the podcast about five years ago. You know, um, we were getting drunk one night, and uh, we were having an argument. It was like a semantics argument. People don't know what that means. It's like when you're nitpicking little details and technicalities. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, one of the guys said to the other one, fuck you, this is a semantics argument. It says, fuck you, I'm anti-Semantic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Five years later, we have to explain about 15 minutes of every episode turns into, this is not the anti-Semantic show, you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do, you, so do y'all ever get, do y'all ever accidentally get listeners who are like, I, when are y'all going to talk about these Jews? Well, sometimes when we, when we track in our listeners from, uh, we're on listen.com and, um, You'll see, like, you get, like, a couple of extra downloads from Germany, and you're like, oh, you got to you know what I mean? It's like, finally, they talking about what I want to, oh, wait a minute. Not the same shit. This is, this is actually about uh, some chick fucking some dude with a vibrator. What is going on here? 
another thing, Rock, too, like when I type in, when I go to Google, the black guy who tests, what comes up first? The black guy who tests podcast. When yeah. I type in anti-semantic show, it comes up, well, did you need anti-semantic show? <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, so we Even the internet the name, so We're just five years into it already, so we're just going to stick with it, you know? Yeah, man. You got to ride this one out now, man. It's up to you to change the tie because it used to be when you used to put in the black guy on Twitter, the first thing that came up used to be the black guy uh, who always dies first. In movies. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, apparently we changed the internet, dude, and y'all can too. I believe in you guys. Uh, it's going to take a little longer, though, because people hate Jews. It's going to take a while. <laughs> um, so uh also man can you give them your um twitter and your site uh your website uh so people can um find it um also it will be in the show notes after the show too for people out there wondering all right absolutely um on twitter they can find us at anti-semantic show without the o in the show um you can go to facebook.com backslash anti-semantic show um anyone wants to send us an email can send us one at anti-semantic show at gmail.com and uh, on antisemanticshow.com, it's like all of our bios and like little fun facts and stuff, but you can't get our older episodes there. In order to get those, you have to go to anti.libson.com. All right, cool, man. So, yeah, I appreciate that, man. And, uh, yeah, how did you hear about our show? Because, like, yes. this is like completely out of the blue for me. Karen just was like, um, you uh have you uh heard this person's show and i was like nah it's like well they they you know they heard of us and uh you know i went and listened i was like oh this shit is kind of funny man and it was surprisingly uh yeah. not that it was not racist with a show full of white dudes which is amazing to me because <laughs> it's like every white podcast is just like anyway they're not here let's talk about them and i was like damn this is good <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we appreciate it man but um yeah that was yeah that was just random but there you go people that want to be on the show all it takes is six months so uh just <laughs> just start liking us now and somewhere by the end of the year we'll be getting around to you man don't yes. worry about and, it and my thing about it is that for me i remember when he hit me up i was like okay oh you got a show i was like yeah i'm gonna get to your show but like your same thing got so busy we doing our show so i found him uh put you guys and start you on stitcher uh, Stitcher was the best thing ever. Yeah. So um, I finally sat down and listened, and I was like, oh, shit, these boys are hilarious. And then I felt like I felt like I was listening in, because I'm from down south, so I felt like I was listening to some Brooklyn boys just talk, which is something I don't hear from being down south. So I felt like I was listening to a conversation I technically really wasn't supposed to be there. 
<laughs> and so to me, it made it fun. It made it enjoyable. And y'all talk about stuff that we talk about. Uh, you know, they talk about the walking dead, yeah, all wrestling, good. you know, you name it. They, they talk about it. And, uh, I really, really, uh, am enjoying the show a lot. And that's why I was like, babe, you gotta hear these dudes. Like, these dudes are funny. Yeah. So yeah, but then thank you. Yeah. It was. Aaron, but you know, I would, I would appreciate a little more. Six months ago, when you said you were going to put me on, you, she took a nap. Well, she <laughs> a nap like, I got to keep reminding her that she takes a nap, she gets amnesia. <laughs> yes. Well, that's Karen's yes. way of working. Her her naps is serious business, man. It, it, it is serious. Oh, and one, and one thing I'd like to give a shout out to you, Fo. You like women with big booties, so shout out to you, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. And now the other person, man, um, I haven't forgot about uh, my man K-Bad, one third of the uh, crew from the hot five star, from the five starter dot com podcast. Um, First of all, tell them where to find you, man, on Twitter and uh, the website. Yeah, you can find uh, the uh, podcast will find um, Five Starter on Twitter at Hot Five Starter. And um, you can follow me at KBADS, that's K-B-A-D-D-S on Twitter. And uh, the website is FiveStarter.com and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Hot Five Starter. And that's Firestarter, F-I-Y-A, Starter. Yes, sir. Um, the thing I like about y'all show, man, was it really does bring you into a whole other, like, world. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, these, man, they got their own slang, their own, like. Yes, it's like vocabulary. These- I, I got, you know, and Roger had to explain simple stuff. Like, I didn't know ch- what Chopper and Makai meant. I didn't realize that it was not a, uh, a, kitchen appliance in the, your trunk i didn't realize we was talking about guns so that's how that's how out of the slang loop i am so a lot of times i'm looking at everybody's like baby what 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 is they talking about I, I, i'm confused i don't understand here well that's so um the other thing is like uh it's they have so much like uh, experience talking to each other and i guess with like different backgrounds and different life experiences together that sometimes they'll say something and that shit means like four different things but you need to know like four parts of this story <laughs> that go together. <laughs> It'd be like, oh yeah, you talking about like how Floyd Mayweather when he did so and so. It's like, oh yeah, see, so you gotta watch the episode of Martin when he got beat up by you know, like it's, it's <laughs> it so got much, background to it. Yeah, it's so much shit to the joke. So like, how do y'all how do y'all know uh, each other, man? Or like, what what? How did y'all decide like we need to do this podcast thing? Well, um, TKO and Bossa, who the other two guys on the podcast, they went to um, Howard University together. And um, I met those guys through my man Gooch. And um, if you listen to the podcast, you hear me reference Gooch a lot. Gooch a lot. Um, Gooch is my man from, I mean, we're, we're all from the D.C. area. And um, I know Gooch all my, pretty much, it seems like all my, um, all my life, it seems like. But uh, we grew up in the same town. And we went to high school together, and he went to Howard with um, Bob TK. I went to Hampton University, and uh, I met them through Gooch. And uh, I would say maybe about, maybe it's been about a year now, um, about a year ago or so, uh, we were working on another project outside of the podcast together, and um, doing the meetings for those, uh, for that, for the meetings for that project. You know, we just started talking about doing a podcast because they started the FiveStarter.com uh, website um, a while ago. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been feeding for new content. But, you know, people get busy. They got other things going on. And, um, you know, I used to write, you know, a couple articles here and there for them. And uh, 
uh, just in the meetings for that project, they were like, you know, instead of just, you know, writing articles, how about we just do a podcast? You know, it seems like it'd be a lot easier for us, you know, to get together for a couple hours once a week and just do a podcast and get people, you know, just to, they guess their dosage of, you know, fivestarter.com. And that's kind of how it came about. It took us a while to get everything off the ground. So like we talked about it. We talked about how we we're going to do it. What kind of equipment going to use, we, you know, all that type of stuff. But, you know, one day we just got the equipment and, and then we just did a drive run and it kind of went on from there. So uh, that's that, man. That's what's up, man. And also, like, this is not even like this might sound like a diss to some people, but this is actually the highest compliment I can give the show. There's episodes where the sound quality wasn't good, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. This, this is my shit. Like that's, yeah. like I would introduce it to people. They'd be like, Yo, man, I don't, I don't like the quality. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. Are you listening to this shit? <laughs> this they shit are hilarious. Good. Yes. Like, like I like every like it was certain shit, man. It felt it kind of reminded me. You know, I went to an HBCU, so it reminded me of school, man. Um, right. And right. the conversations I used to have in the dorm with my, you know, my sweet mates and shit, and just you know the randomness. Of these conversations where it's like, you know, after you build certain experiences with people, um, you, you just get this familiarity and you can feel it in your show, man. And, and really that's the hardest thing to imitate, I think, uh, uh, for good podcasting is relationships. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, the other shit is easy. Yes. And I, and I know for, for me, man, I have a blast listening. Like I said, sometimes I have to get Roger to translate sometimes for me. Yeah. But it, but it is all good. Yeah. I, like yeah. I'll be like, you should listen to this. Then I got to pause it and be like, Oh, wait a minute. Um, okay. So, uh, Robert Latall is actually a, <laughs> he's actually a journalist of some. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm the one on the podcast is not the biggest fan he is because I don't really consider him a co-journalist. But, you know, that's not a, you know, a big swipe of him. He's doing his thing. I'm not hating on that brother. But, you know, it's kind of like a, one of our running gags on the show that we kind of uh, bring up that tall every once in a while. But um, I think that's one of the things that people talk about. Um, one of the things they like most about the podcast is the simple fact it seems like a lot of familiarity with us. And, you know, we... Uh, are real at ease with it around each other and talking with different topics. But, you know, we've known somebody as long as I've known those guys. I mean, I've known those guys going on 15 plus years, you know, it's wow. a lot of background there, you know, so it, uh, you know, it, it makes for good conversation. And uh, I definitely say one thing about the sound quality, it kind of goes in and out yeah. sometimes like one week can maybe good one week can maybe bad. You know, we're, we're going to get to the point where we can get better equipment. Like, you know, we're kind of novices at this thing. Um, you know, my, my background is more in like, you know, television production, journalism, stuff like that. Like podcasting is really like a completely new field for me, you know, how to yeah. do this, you know, by the same way, you know, really deep background and production stuff. But, um, as we go on and we learn more about this, we promise that the sound quality get better. We'll get better equipment so yeah well like that, i said that, it was part of the growth that's a part of the exactly growth. yeah exactly for, when we started everybody. out when we started out um uh, and i think actually getting back to anti-semantic show i think they record like us like we did too where we had one mic, mic and everybody and everybody had to share it yes sir like is richie is that how y'all record man well at first when it was just the four of us we had two microphones and we didn't have mic stands so we just had two big bottles of jack daniels and we just filled them up with salt Yeah. We still need to get some more equipment. So, um, 
we were actually looking into, uh, I don't know, you guys have ways to like, donate to the show and stuff. Yes, sir. Like that to help out. We're, we're looking into setting up that as well because uh, it helps out. Know, yeah. It can be tough at times. You know, you, like you said, people have a lot of things going on and trying to raise money to do the show and it can be tough. Do that shit, man. This shit expensive as fuck, dog. Yes. Like that's it's like that was the thing is like uh you know, I'm a grown ass man and we already got bills. So it's not like it's not like oh I'm gonna do this podcast cuz it's just it's fun as shit, dog. It is fun. Yes. But it once it gets popular, it just starts costing you fucking money. It's like, yes. yeah, dog, what about that bandwidth cuz you don't want to be the show that's, you know, having problems with their bandwidth. Yes, people log on be like, dog, I can't I can't download iTunes cuz you don't yeah. maxed out. And the more people that get introduced man the more comfortable they feel kind of dissing you even when they trying to be a fan it's like yeah man even though your sound quality is terrible you're like uh all right you know it, but it was like just like uh k-bath was like yeah man we got we got to improve that that's how i was feeling too yeah and it gives you that like oh man like i i want to make it better for you but at, at the same time man listen don't be ashamed to put a donate button out there dog don't no. be ashamed of that shit if you need the money and people love your show. show they love they what you're doing. Give. They sh- not just that they will. They should, yo. Like why? Like you of all the other shit that people give to. I say that again throughout the week, man. Like you can't drop a couple dollars towards your favorite podcast to keep them going. You know, you gonna go see Think Like a Man. That shit costs like ten fifty a ticket. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, it's like save some fucking. You know, save a couple dollars and and, and go hook up your boys. And right. keep keep them on the air. Keep that shit getting nicer mm. and tighter, man. And when they do that, it makes them get a better product in the end. So it, it works out for everybody, you know? Exactly. Yes. It ain't like you look on the podcast and I got gold chains and shit now. Like, oh! <laughs> we <laughs> flossing. We bowling, bitch. You fucked up. You gave to the wrong cause. <laughs> now to go molest little boys with Eddie Long. I don't... <laughs> Fuck all this shit. Like, come on, man. We hook up, dog. Um, yes. And, and wait, before we change it, my thing is that for both of y'all podcasts, maybe this is just me. I always want cameras because when y'all talk to each other, when people say stuff, I could just imagine the expressions on, on people's people faces. faces and their eyes and like just how yeah. they just look sideways at each other, how they look <laughs> like they want to smack the other one, uh, 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 you know, how people got the you mad face and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, I want to say, man, if I could just be a camera, this would be hilarious. Yeah, I needed a camera for the last uh, anti-semantic show when yes, uh, when he taught that story about that shit. Yes, because you know, I I've lived oh, through a similar si- shitting incident uh, <laughs> that I was that I that I was the perpetrator of, dog. Like I was the one who did the shitting and fucked up the bathroom. I was only in fourth grade. And I completely let everybody blame this girl who had special needs, dog. I. I just acted like it was her, dog. I didn't correct them. They assumed it. And then I was just like, y'all roll with that. And I walked off like Kaiser So said to end the usual suspects, man. Um, and I always felt bad about that. Casey, if I ever see you in real life, dog, I'm going to apologize. That was fucked up. Um, all right, man. Let's do some podcasting. Um, first things first, we got to do the business of the show and tell everybody, um, you know, all our contact information and stuff. But uh, let me just prepare myself. Uh-oh. Because... I believe a lady who listens to our show named Chill, Chill. Uh, issued a challenge. Yeah, I'm not drinking that shit. Well, she told me okay. to stop drinking like a bitch. I'm a bitch, so I drink like one. And she said, I need to get on this Paul Masson Mm-mm. and start drinking this brandy straight. She said, just get one ice cube in the glass like this, and you just pour 
enough to cover the ice cube as so and just sip on it more power to you my brother so yeah what's up chill i'm doing it and when you come on the show i'm doing it again dog it's nothing to me Oh, and, and I, before we move on, I do have a question. Uh, for those people that didn't listen, could you share the story about Sarah? Sarah? Yes, the lady Sarah was on like the last podcast. Oh, oh you're talking about uh, Rich, uh, Richie, man. Can you yes. tell him about uh, the lady you plan on marrying, um, Sarah? Oh, my God. All and right, uh, her so, sexual um, exploit. Yeah, actually, um, her name is Sarah Spivey. She's actually uh, the talent booker for the Some Guy Show, which is a podcast that's done in New Jersey. And yeah. um, I just started talking about, like I said, I'm very social on Twitter. I like to meet new people. And, uh, and you know, this girl turns out she's, she's a sweetheart. She's really funny. But let's just put it this way. I'm not going to go into the whole story. But um, it turns out the best orgasm she ever had in her life was followed directly after her using a strap on fucking a guy in the ass. Mm. So that kind of, you know, that's not really my thing. So that kind of surprised me and uh, I kind of lost interest in that, but we're still friends and she's a cool <laughs> Well, let me... I, I, I can't do that. Uh, let me tell you this. I was at my desk when I was listening and when she said that, my facial expressions... Was like, oh my god! Like, and, like people was like, "What's? I, I'm fine. I, I'm okay." I'm, and I'm Karen's okay. no stranger to podcast guests that have fucked the dude in the ass. We've had one on our show. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the, that, that, the story had to be crazy, guys. Go check out the anti semantic show. It was. It was so good. Find out. All right, man. So you listen to the Blackout Tales podcast, and you can find us a bunch of ways. You can go to iTunes, Facebook, Podomatic, and Stitcher, Stitcher Radio. Radio. Uh, you can also do a bunch of cool stuff at theblackoutips.com, like donate to the show, subscribe, uh, check out our blog post. Uh, you can post comments on our episodes, vote. We have a poll after every single episode, and you can leave comments in there. A lot of people are arguing back and forth all the time. Um, you can follow our Tumblr, theblackoutist.tumblr.com. We're both on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in D-A-T. And the show Twitter is at T-B-G-W-T. Uh, you can call the show and talk to us live uh, on the Saturdays or leave us a voicemail throughout the week. Uh, the phone number is 704-557-0186. And you can email us, theblackoutist at gmail.com. Uh, right now we have a campaign going on. Donate your account. Uh, donating your account is very easy and it helps out the show tremendously. All you have to do is go to donateyouraccount.com slash TBGWT. All the instructions are right there. Just one click with your Twitter or Facebook. And, uh, you're a person who will be able to help spread the word for the podcast. We promise nothing crazy or foul coming through your account. It's all like retweeting stuff like, Hey, the show is up. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, here's a, here's a word from our sponsor, stuff like that, that we really could use help spreading the word, um, on. Uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And uh, today's show is actually sponsored, which is, uh, you know, my favorite type of show. Yes, sir. It's not double sponsored, though, which is even even more of my favorite type of show. Um, as this Palmasan burns my chest pipe. Yes. Um, oh, no, thank you. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Shout out to Rick. Mm-hmm. Are y'all looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Ever? Of course you are. Come on. Um, you ever been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Hmm, ladies? 
Maybe you want to fuck him in the ass. I don't know what you're into, and I'm not judging you. <laughs> that is a private maybe, relationship. Maybe they want the detachable strap on. Yeah, there's a private relationship between you and Rich Prado. Whatever it takes to get off, <laughs> you do that shit. All right. <laughs> Whatever they allow you to do to him, you do it. There's no humiliation in the bedroom. Um, well, here's an offer you can't resist. You go to adamandeve.com for a limited time. Only you get 50% off of just about any item. Yep, yep. And you would think that's it, but no, I got more shit to tell you. You can also get some more free shit, like three free adult DVDs. That's right, DVDs for adults. I'm not talking rated R people, I'm talking the triple X's. You can watch those while she does whatever she has to do to get off. Mm-hmm. For a little inspiration of your own, and you can get a free extra gift that's so sensual. Shh. I can't even say what it is. Mm-mm. They won't allow me to tell you guys what it is on the podcast. We might have to beat you. And to top it all off, you get free shipping on your entire order. I get hard just thinking about free shipping. Ah, the best guy. And we're not even fucking with y'all guys. This is 100% serious. AdamandEve.com. 50% off of any one item, whatever you've had your eye on, whether it be a movie. Whether it be a toy, yes. Whether it be an outfit, they also sell sexy lingerie and whips and chains and all that shit. Cause, yes, you know people are into that shit. They are. Um, handcuffs, you know, you might need those. Uh, so you get fifty percent off of that. Put in the code TBGWT. Just don't the forget the key with the handcuffs. That's all I say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get the um, <laughs> put in the code TBGWT when you go to checkout, and uh, you get the three free DVDs too. Free extra gift and free shipping. AdamandEve.com, y'all. Do that shit. Now, I have random thoughts that I want to ask people about. Cool. But first thing I got to do is talk about Basketball Wives. That's right, guys. Yes. I watch Basketball Wives, and I'm not fucking ashamed of it either. That's right. Setting black women back one episode at a time. Yes, they are. You know what I like Setting to do? Setting all women back. I like to wait until they do something real fucked up and then i go i always do this every week because i live tweet it i wait till they do something real fucked up and then i go find that article that shawnee o'neill wrote uh on cnn.com about how how tv has negative images of black women that are being promoted and i and i tweet that shit and tell everybody to go read it because the irony of what she's allowing to happen on her TV show. Yes, sir. Juxtaposed with that fucking altruistic article about, yeah, you know, black women get it bad. It's, it's messed up. And then you just go play a commercial and it's like one of them jumping over the table like, I kill you, bitch. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. So I, I got to talk about this, man. Now, I don't know if it, if either of you guys uh, watch this show. Um, Richie, you watch this, man? Nah, I don't watch Basketball Wives. All right. You watch any reality shows, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I get to see a couple here and there, you know. Um, one that's similar for, for us is on Staten Island. There's one called Mob Wires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with Big Ange. Fucking, fucking them Italians up, dog. <laughs> I think that's basically the same thing. It's just that, you know, there's just... Uh, Italians and black women are on two different shows. It's probably the same show other than that. Yep. I seen um that the one uh Big Ange. Mm-hmm. Big Ange. Dog, man. Is that even a human being, dog? I they, have no idea. What they do that where do they make those ads? Yes, where they blow her up uh, at? It's like a shaved Sasquatch. Man-ge. That's what we call her. Big Mange? <laughs> <laughs> she looks like what I imagine uh Bigfoot would look like if he got shaved and then got a titty job. Like just uh, God. Ugh. 
But yeah, <laughs> that shit, shit is setting Italian people back, dog. So welcome to the club, man. Yes. Between that shit and Jersey Shore, I was like, man, Italian people, man, y'all can fuck with us. I don't know why so much animosity. Y'all cool. Yes. Y'all, y'all, y'all got just as much beef with Hollywood as we do. <laughs> yes. <you> do. <laughs> um, and, uh, K Bad, you ever watch this show, man? Yeah, uh, here and there, you know, uh, I used to watch it, but, uh, I couldn't do it anymore. Just a simple fact that it just seemed like it was all these, all these chicks did was go out to lunch, uh, talk about <laughs> one of the girls or whatever. Then, you know, one of the girls from that lunch go talk to the girl they were talking about and say, <laughs> yeah, that bitch was talking about you. Then they get, then they have another big dinner with all of them. Then they fight and then they just do the whole thing all over again. So, I mean, I just couldn't do it anymore, but now I tape it. Don't watch it live. I tape it. Then if I hear they was fighting, I will watch the fight. And that's it. <laughs> a lot of people actually hit me up on Twitter and said, I'm glad I follow you so I don't have to watch it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, people talk about it. You know what I mean? So, like, if you on Twitter and, you know, you see trending topics and one of them is, like, you know, Evelyn and another one maybe uh, Jen or something like that, then, yeah, it was probably a good chance they got into a fight or whatever <laughs> like that. So then I'll just, you know, fast forward to whatever they little beef and then i just delete it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I put uh, I, I, my hashtag for it is Ratchet Ball Wives. So, yeah, yes. but see, I, you know what? I give you credit, Rock. Because I know a lot of dudes who watch it religiously. Like they just like straight up like, yo, I'll watch it. But they say like the excuse is, well, I watch it with my girl. Like that's the excuse for watching. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I've been watching it, but like my girl made me watch it. Like, nigga, if you want, look at it, look at it. <laughs> right? You ain't gotta yes, make we... no excuses for wanting to watch it. You know no, I mean? Roger so, love the bad girls club. Yeah, I, oh man, shit. Karen to go upstairs. I'll be like, well, uh, no party for me then. Yeah, because <laughs> we are partying, dog. I'm not stopping this shit for nobody. Oh no, honey, ride that train without me if I go to sleep on you. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna go watch Dancing with the Stars. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, Dancing with the Stars is my show. And Biggest loser, I will leave him in a heartbeat. I'm like, and play. I don't need yes. you to justify what I'm doing. No, I watch <laughs> Trashy TV too. I like The Voice, Fashion yeah. Star. Yes. So, um, all right. So, is there an unspoken rule? And I say this because I'm worried about one of my friends, man. Um. Is there an unspoken spoken rule on uh, reality TV that if you're a male friend of a woman on reality TV that you got to be gay? Um, you know, thinking about it, like all the dudes on that show, um, just a male friend. What's uh, what's dude that was married to Star Jones? AJ something. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was obvious that he was gay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's wrong with. No like, jokes aside, like, as soon as they showed him, I was like, they, I was like, yo, he looked, he looked familiar, man. Is this like her stylist or something? Like, has he been on the show before? And it was like AJ something. So I googled his name. And it was like, yeah, it's Star Jones' ex husband. Ex husband. Yeah. As soon as I said, um, yo, who is this dude? Uh, I can't remember who I said he looked like. Like Albie Shore or some shit. He looked like somebody. But um, I was like, I was like, yo, who the fuck is this dude that looks like so and so? And everybody was like, oh, he gay. That's a so and so ex husband. I was like, god damn. Yeah. And, it, and it's okay to be gay, but embrace it. I thought he and was not going. That, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know? Nah, absolutely yeah. not. Well, I, I mean, that's actually my warning. Like, I actually thought he was trying to holler at her for a second because he was like, look, let's just talk about it, okay? Let's just get right down to it. And I was like, oh shit, he about to holler. And then he was like. What's going on with you and Evan? And I was like, yo, nigga, please get over here. Get the fuck off of the screen. Why are you doing this? But, um, I just, I just wanted to warn my gay friends, man. Like, uh, especially like, you know, I got a friend, um, uh, Reggie. 
that we met through the podcast and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's best friends with uh Nick Jew, uh, mm-hmm. aka Nick the Jew. Mm-hmm. And um, look, man, if y'all ever see any cameras coming around when you hanging around with these dramatic women. Y'all better run. Nick Jude said she be simping and shit like that, man. So you never know. They might do ah! a reality show on simping or something. I don't know. But I don't know. Like, why, gay it, dudes, man, y'all it, need to watch y'all back, it, man. It might be that best friend show we see where people come on with their best friends. You oh, no, nah, that's, no, that's different than what I'm talking about. I'm okay. talking about, I believe that these gay dudes are being set up. I don't even think these women, they real oh, friends. Okay. I like see Evelyn on the last show, she gave this dude a job working at her, uh, at her shoe store. Selling thousand dollar fucking shoes. Yeah. And then just cameras came in and they tried to catch him crying when he lost his job. I was like, see, that's fucked up, man. You're just going to show up with a camera like, hey, dog, I'm closing the store. You're going to cry about it and zoom in on his face. <laughs> that shit was foul, dude. I, man, gay dudes, man, watch your back, dude. Yeah. You got... Run, Reggie, run. You got a female best friend. Just always be on the lookout for these cameras, dude. They trying to set y'all up and mm-hmm. it ain't, it ain't cool, man. Mm-mm. Um, so, all right. Let's, what else happened on the show? Oh, uh, Jen is, she apparently, uh, got a bottle thrown at her. Oh, no, she got a purse hit, thrown, a purse hit, hit her with a purse and a bottle thrown at her when they all went out to this, uh, fancy wine restaurant. They be tan restaurants. You know, if I owned a restaurant, I would ban the ass. They be like, that's no, y'all can't come up in here. Nope. <laughs> y'all ain't scaring my fucking customers. My cooks, I pay my cooks too much to have a food thrown on the floor. This wine is too expensive for you to take two sips and slash the other one in the face. <laughs> I always worry about the white people in the background. Scaring them white folks to death. Because <laughs> the white people don't know these. Like, no. If, like, if, like, you never see innocent black people in the background. Because I'm pretty sure even the people say they don't watch it. If you saw Evelyn, Shawnee O'Neal, like is like two or three of them, you like, hey, hey, check please, check. Yes. Right. What, what what is that rice? That orzo rice? They they eating their orzo rice and eating their minestrone soup. You yeah. know they is not paying attention to what's happening in the background. These are some fancy ass places, man. Yes. Like, so eating that gogo's on the cheese. They is not paying attention. Yeah, you never see black people get caught in the background. There's always some white no. people that are like, "Why are those people throwing things?" It's like, well, that's the basketball wives. That's yeah. It's kind of what they do. The white person on the on the show right now, I just like to say, it comes back. It's not really the white aspect. It's really a street mall aspect. It's a street smart aspect. Mm. Like, you should be able to know when some shit is going to go down. You know what I mean? That's where it really comes down to. You should see people going to get crazy. That is a good point. You don't need something bad to happen for you to know. That is a good point because, honestly, I don't really feel too bad for them because... There's about a five minute period where you can see the drama building up. Yeah. So even like, now, while I would leave or or possibly even stay on just site, you know, I would know just like, oh, okay, I know who this is. It's about to go down. You know, baby, get under the table, and uh, <laughs> like, we about it's about to it's about to happen. But even if you are white, there's a good five minutes of where you can hear the high pitched squeals coming and go. That sounds like an argument. That doesn't sound like a conversation. And then when you get hit upside the head with a bottle, you had to say, this was my fault. I, I, <laughs> I should have left. I saw the signs and I, I, I was like, I, this minestrone is too good. But, but, you know, but, you know, Rod, I say one thing, man, like, you know, I know we're talking about this and just whatever, yeah. but I actually think that, and I mean, I'm actually, I think I know mm-hmm. that a lot of these places that they go to have to have some type of agreement with the show or pay for that endorsement because they name drop way too much on that show. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, even that little thing they did on this past show where they had the, um. The racetrack? Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. the racetrack. But they also had, um, with Terrence J from, uh, one of his part came on. Oh. And they, and they did, like, that screening of. Think um, like a man. Act like, like a, a woman. woman. You know what I mean? Yes. And they was in there, had reviews. And they, everybody get their own little review. And they were talking about different aspects of the movie. And they were showing clips and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, this is starting to go way beyond. Because first of all, reality TV isn't really reality. You know what I mean? A lot of, of it's scripted and, and, and highly, you know, edited, you know. And sent, so, you know, to say like it's reality, okay, that's yeah. cool. But, you know, not the fact you got product placement. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that these places, because they always say the place that they're going to, it's never like, yeah, we went to this nice Italian restaurant. <laughs> they always say, like, the name of the place. They show, like, the front yeah, of the place. To Luigi's. And all that type of- yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, I know that these restaurants know what they're getting into. They know yeah. there's, a, there's a high probability that there's going to be some projectiles thrown but, well, like, as, I- as some innocent people in, in the restaurant, but they like <laughs> that type of publicity from being on the show. What are they advertising? You can get your ass hit in some crossfire <laughs> if you come eat at Luigi's? They, they, are, they are advertising the simple fact that <laughs> these broads on here that's supposed to be high profile or high post or whatever like that yeah. think this is a nice place. So yeah. then they, what they really advertising to is other chicken heads that may go to Miami <laughs> and, and think that, yo, this place, like this, y'all trying to go with Evelyn and all that? <laughs> yeah, that, you, you know she walked across the table barefooted. <laughs> yeah, you, remember, you remember that place, girl? Let's go to Evelyn and Like that's where, that, that's who, that's the, their demographic is right. them. They, they're not trying to advertise to the white folks who are watching the show. You know what I'm saying? Right. They be scared of, scared of shit to go there. Right. But then, like I said, you got a lot of people that go to like, you know, people 18, 25 years old, supposed to come. They go to Miami for Memorial Day, July, you know, 4th of July, stuff like that. They think this place is high class because Shawnee ate there. Or they think this is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, so I agree. Then, yeah. So um, what I'm thinking is, though, so, you know, Jen got attacked at this wine shop, right? And so she, because this is why I'm like, yo, it's reality TV. Like, there's elements of reality to it. Like, it's not completely fake. It's not completely real, right? Sure, sure, right. right. And it got a little too real because she did what real people do when you get attacked by somebody that you're probably going to see again. She sued the shit out of them, dog. She was like, (laughs) she served them motherfuckers with papers like, man. I tell you this much, you keep putting your hands on me, and somebody's gonna have to damn call the motherfucking police, and uh, we're gonna have to go to court for this shit, man, which I thought was a brilliant move, man, and all the women on the show got mad at her Hmm. for for actually serving, you know, having papers served with them as witnesses and shit like that. They call her bougie all they want to. Yeah, Yeah, like they was mad as shit that she, like, didn't want to play the game of getting her ass whooped every week. No. Because it was in the script. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck you, man. I don't give a fuck if y'all wrote it out this way. I'm not taking an ass whooping on national TV. Every every year, she's been hit or had something thrown in her face uh, of the yes. show. So I guess she got tired of that shit, man. So they did something that was even more ingenious, and I've never seen this on a reality show before. They outsourced her ass whooping, dude. Mm-hmm. They hired a hit woman, dude. They brought in oh, a woman that I had never, never seen, seen on the show. Nope. Who just had beef. Like, she just showed up with beef. Like, yo, I don't even like that bitch. When I see her, I'm going to fuck her up. What, what's y'all problem with her? And they was like, well, she gave, she served us with some papers and we thought it was kind of over the top. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to fuck her up when I see it. And they was like, well, I'm not even as mad as you. Why are you so, so mad, dog? And she, true to form, man, Jen showed up. She got slapped upside the head by this lady that came out of nowhere or whatever. Like, 
I mean, it's like she appeared like Mary J. Blige in that Burger King commercial, dude. Like, What's it, that new chicken wrap? Yeah, she just, <laughs> they just looked up and she was over there slapping people and shit, man. And they, they broke it up, man. And then Evelyn ran across the table and she got some, uh, apparently she decided that she was going to fight Jen, not because they have personal beef, but because Jen said a comment about people living in two bedroom apartments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because Evelyn could not stand her classism. She decided to attack, ah! physically assault her on behalf of the 99%. And uh, I appreciate that, Evelyn. That was a very political move. That was mm-hmm. very savvy for her to do that, man. Um, and then uh, let me talk about my favorite person on the show, Tammy. Yes, I love me some Tammy. Because she came from the bottom, dog. Like, she lost everything and was all the way at the bottom. And she pulled herself back up. In, in just in one season and now she's already on top man she for people that watch Spartacus man she is like Lucretia when they found her and she <laughs> she had lost that baby and shit and she was uh looking all disheveled and by the end of the season she was straight again like that's Tammy man she's the realest um like they said some shit like we going to the horse track and Shawnee O'Neal was like yeah we need to be classy man we don't need to be going in there fighting and she she looked at she looked at Shawnee and said, "Why not? <laughs> we did last time." <laughs> then they showed a clip of them fighting at the last horse yeah, race. She was like, "That's what the fuck we do. We yes. ratchet. We fight. We are basketball wives. We're not nobody tuning in to see us get along and have a good time. They looking for us to be fucking fighting and be all positive and lift <laughs> yeah. each other up. You know what I'm saying? That's boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah stop." Stop pretending. They always got to do one positive thing a show for about five minutes. Like Tammy had counseling and uh, she ambushed her mama by uh, confessing that she got sexually molested. She looked just like her mama. When she was a kid and that her mama never loved her or never taught her how to love or something like that, which is all fucked up, man. Because, I mean, this your mama and it's national TV. You couldn't have had this conversation in private. You had to hit her. She not even on. She not even getting a check from the show. Mm-hmm. She just she just on there to help you get a check while you uh, tell everybody in the world that your mama don't know how to love you. And uh, then her mom's committed uh, admitted that she got sexually molested three times. So she uh, one up Tammy. It's like I'll see your two ah! and raise <laughs> you, you another sexual molestation. How about that? I was like, I just felt bad, man, because there's a lot of people in the world that's been sexually molested and they aren't raving psychopaths like Tammy. So, I mean, I don't know that that's a good excuse for her to be as evil as she is, man. I'm not saying, not trying to belittle it or say get over it or no shit like that, but just like, it might be more than that, Tammy, is all I'm saying. Like, you might also like to chase men that got money, dog. You might also be having some of that basketball drama with these dudes, man. They. I don't know if Kenny Anderson was ever a good man, you know? Um, well, see, you know, one thing about her, though, man, is that, um, and this is one of the main reasons why I was like, man, I got to stop looking at this shit. Because, you know, everybody, you know, I think probably gave it a chance. And, you know, you hear about it or whatever like that. But, you know, I, you know, I had to stop watching for the reason I gave. But also the simple fact that a lot of people seem to identify with Tammy. But, you know, I can't understand how she can be so friendly with Evelyn when, Evelyn fucked her husband. Yeah, and was yeah. not and was not mad and, and sold t-shirts, dog. She sold, yes. she fucked her husband, called her a non motherfucking factor, and then sold t-shirts, t-shirts that said that it. shit. Right now, I'm not surprised Evelyn's out of business because who would buy that shirt? Let's right. be honest. 
But okay. she was that 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 bold and that brash about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I didn't know about you. And then, you know, pretty much like, yeah, I did know, bitch. Like, what you going to do about it? You know, you ain't nobody will bum, bitch, and all that type of stuff like that. But now, Tammy's all up Evelyn's ass. You know, like, they buddy-buddy. Like, that shit never happened. Yep. I was actually talking about uh, what you brought up earlier, the the film permit. And I believe, and this must happen for all reality shows where they do a lot of fighting. Um, Somebody told me that, like, within the film permit, like, they have to pay uh, extra and have insurance for if anything gets broken during the filming there. Oh. And he was a TV producer. And he was like, it's the same contract that Jackass signs whenever they're in a hotel or something like that. And I was like, yo, that's fucked up that a show about, you know, basketball wives is also signing the same contract Jackass is signing, dude. They be blowing up stuff. Like, Jackass is just white dudes acting the fucking fool, man. Like, they are purposely like, we are going to fuck shit up. So, here's our money up front. And, yeah, make sure you bring a good cleaning crew. Because we are <laughs> We're going to have shit everywhere. We are fucking this shit up. And and the basketball wives have to sign the same shit, man. Like, yeah. It ain't God. nobody throwing a basket in the hoop. Now, I got to ask both of you guys a question. Uh, well, this has been a topic of discussion on the show for the last couple of weeks here. Um, and we even have a poll going right now. And I want to say it's at like 88% yes and like 12% no. Um, have you guys ever, first of all, do you know what simping is? Sure. Okay, you know what simping is. What about you, Rich? Well, how do you say it? Simping? Yeah, simping. S-I-M-P. Nah, I don't know what that is. All right, it's like the opposite of pimping, man. It's when you don't respect yourself, but you're all in love with some chick and you're doing all this extra shit for this person. It can it can happen for men, women too, but uh, you know, anytime you listen to a babyface song, you like you're hearing it going on in front of your eyes. <laughs> but um, it's basically when you don't have any respect for yourself mm-hmm. and you you know you do and you do everything for somebody that doesn't really appreciate you, and or, they probably don't want yeah, you. Yeah, probably don't even want you. Um. And, uh, you can, um, like, you, I think a lot of people go through that stage before they learn what self-respect is and love. Like, a lot of people, it happens to us while we're young. Like, I, I admit, I simped on a chick before, but I was only, like, 15 or some shit. I didn't know no better. Like, I was like, once I, once I knew better, I did better, man. But, I, I you know, like, 88% of the people in our poll said they have simped before. And mm-hmm. I haven't read all the comments, but people leaving comments about their simping confessions and shit like that. Now, uh, K-Bad, have you ever been a simp for anybody before yeah all right what about you rich you ever does that describe any relationship you've ever had with a lady yeah i'm i'm simped all right now that was now uh, how how old were you guys man if you don't mind me asking k-bad how old are you i was actually in my early 20s okay early 20s what about you uh rich you remember how old I'm, you were like 17 16 17 okay all right yeah i was like probably 14 15 I got it out early, man. I was like, one and done with this shit. I was like, going to Kentucky. I was like, I'm fuck out of here. But, um, so, uh, there's, there's no excuse, right, for a dude that is playing in the NFL to be simping on, uh, Royce, the basketball wife, uh, what you, some people may know her as the former or the, well, actually the current baby mother of Dwight Howard's, uh, son, um, and uh, she uh, definitely tries to trap a dude every single season. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got some dude named Desmond, who was a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last yeah, year. Briscoe, Desmond Briscoe. Um, sir, 
Are you really on TV kissing this chick all in the mouth and telling her you love her in and her you gonna buy her a ring? Yeah. yeah, in her hot ass mouth. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so she dresses like an anime character. Yeah, she. Yeah. She. It. I was so. Where is his daddy, man? Like, dude, you know what? I'm actually glad you brought this up because, like, this dude. First of all, he's not an established NFL veteran, meaning that. He's the type of dude that Tampa could just cut tomorrow and not think twice about. All right. right. So they just had that voluntary mini camp and he didn't show up. They had a oh. three day voluntary mini camp and he didn't show up because of a personal matter. And the personal matter is apparently this little beef that he got to over Twitter with his baby mama and Royce. Oh, wow. And I want somebody to talk to this dude and be like, Slim, you aren't fucking uh you know megatron you aren't larry fitzgerald you aren't somebody that's ever placed you are a dude who's a six-round draft pick you were cut by the team that drafted you since they drafted it was 2010 draft they drafted him cut him in training camp he got picked up by tampa and he's been you know he had i think like 300 yards receiving last year something like that but he's not somebody that you know they just couldn't take somebody this year in the fourth fifth round and easily replace this dude so the simple fact you should be fighting if you're an nfl life you, the team had a voluntary minicamp, but you didn't show up dealing with this bullshit? Yeah. Over Royce? Come on, dude. Come on, man. Over a basketball wife. And our wife is in quotes, obviously. None of these women are married to basketball no, players. No, no, no. Over, put it like this. Over somebody whose baby daddy put a restraining order on them so they couldn't raise his name, say yeah. shit about a him. Gag, a gag a, order. Oh, sorry. Gag order. That's a good thing. She needs to be gagged. And... <laughs> Turned around, and now she wants to go against it because she wants to talk shit. Nigga, that will be you. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, man. I felt like like if I was his brother or his father, like I would be calling him like, son, what are you doing? That's his friends. Why are you fucking with your life like this, man? Over Nobody this cares and loves him enough. You about to, to lose everything. Like, you know, when they do the film session, a good savvy editor is going to slice in some clips of him talking about we in love and... You, you know, I'm looking at rings and shit like that. That's what I would do. I'd be like, oh, Desmond, you dropped that pass in practice. And uh, oh, let's also look at this clip right here. <laughs> Check this. Let's get the replay on this, guys. So you guys, what do y'all think about that one, huh? Look at this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe that, man. Yeah. Ugh. See, like, that's the part about it. Like, honestly, from a football perspective, like, you know, following the NFL and things like that, you know, to see this dude potentially – you know, fuck up his career. You know what I mean? Like, you know, teams take that type of stuff serious, man. They want to see who's serious about work, who's willing to put, willing to put the work in. And, you know, for you to have a voluntary minicamp, it's straight miss all three days because you like, yeah, man, I had to, you know, squash this little Twitter beef <laughs> that I had with my baby mama. Twitter beef, dog. From basketball-wise, dog. Think about that. Dog, Twitter beef. Twitter is free. <laughs> Nobody gets like, sponsors dog, on Twitter. Show- this is your profession. This is something you dreamed about doing all your, your life. life. Yes, sir. You have the sir. opportunity to do it. And, and you, you know, know, you know, um, like, I, obviously, to each their own with what kind of person you want to date, man. But for me, it's a huge turnoff when somebody does something like what Royce did when she was like, I knew that I surprised him in my lingerie because he stopped eating his food. Cause, and, he, and he normally just, he eats well. He eats everything well. I'm like, why are you playing this dude on national TV? Yeah. Why? 
Why are you yeah. doing this to do? I mean, I know it sounds like a compliment, but when they play that shit in that football locker room, it's not going to be taken that way. Yeah. But see, you know what, though? He, he, he set himself up for that, dog. Like, once you enter that little realm, that little reality TV room, like, nothing's off limits. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's obvious that this dude knows who the chick is and maybe feel like this is going to raise his profile. But with that, you know, it's a whole lot of cons to this. You know, you mean like the pro is like, yeah, I may get more Twitter followers. People may know my name outside of football or whatever like that. But, you know, it's a whole lot of cons. And I don't really think dude thought all the cons out before he got involved in this. Yeah, she's running man. game too, dog. Because, like, this is how she got Dwight too, man. A lot of people forget that Dwight Howard was like 17 or some shit. When mm-hmm. she came and threw that 30-year-old pussy on that ass and tricked him. She ran that game on him. She was like, yeah, yes. Dwight, we could, we could study the Bible. I see you in the Jesus and did some private studying and next thing you know he got a immaculate conception out there dog so yeah yeah, yeah. like this dude is about to be another young ass dude caught up in the web man i'm disgusted yeah. with him man he should be on the he, he should be focused on his career because like i said he's not somebody that you know they couldn't easily replace yeah you know i, I mean he's like the you know the third or fourth receiver on that team they can yeah. grab somebody to take it to take his place if you don't get his mind right and focus on his craft and that's what he should be doing right now you know she may be looking at yeah this dude could be another check down the line but ain't gonna be no check to do out the league yeah so i know he it's coaching, so he coaching high school football somewhere or whatever so. <laughs> <laughs> all right man so let's uh let's get off of that man but um yeah somebody told me that they would they uh, were like, y'all need you to talk about basketball-wise, man. You don't talk about it on the show enough. And I was like, yeah, I haven't talked about that shit in a couple months. So uh, that was a quick rundown. I'm sure I left some shit out, but, you know, come on. Do y'all really need to know everything these chicks are doing? Um, So let me ask you guys, man. Um, Both of you guys still – uh, well, actually, yeah, yeah, Richie, you're single too, right? Well, I got a girlfriend. I'm not married. Okay, yeah, it don't count then. Um, So uh, <laughs> you go to <laughs> – did you uh did you get her a ring and tell her you marry her and let her tell everybody on TV that you eat her pussy good? I don't know. Right, one time <laughs> right, it's not that serious then yet. But um yeah, like I, I noticed, man, this this thing when I talk to my boys that are single, man, I go to the basketball court and you know, when you're on the sideline of the basketball court when you know and, and I rarely am over there because I normally am winning, but whenever occasionally I do lose or I need to take a break or something, I'll talk to them for a couple minutes between games. And, um, like, uh, they'll talk about, like, women and hooking up and shit. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, I, I understand, fellas. Um, but a lot of times I hear people talking about, like, the club and behavior in the club and how fucked up it is and stuff like that. Is the club, as single guys, I'm asking you guys, um, is the club even really a good representation of how people are? Because, like, once you go to the club, aren't you kind of, like, doing club shit it's not like that's you 24 7 like you make a decision to go out clubbing that night you you're dressing a certain way you're you know doing certain activities you you know there's certain different rules of engagement when you see a chick in the club as opposed to if you see it food line or fucking uh you know you see her walking down the street there's just different shit so like should people even bring up the club when they start talking about relationships and shit and i'll start with you rich well, I actually have a theory on that, and the thing is with that is the club is good. If your she is tight, the club is the spot for you. For the regular, average, normal, single guy, it might not be as good, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's more about you come in there, you look nice, you clothes, you can make eye contact, you can read women well. 
it's easier. You know, you have to scream over the music, but it's more for players that have done it before as opposed to meeting a girl in the, online at a bookstore or at the movies or in the library, just any, any type of thing that you would find in normal life. So I wouldn't recommend it for people that aren't real comfortable with um, talking to women and aren't that good at it, but, you know, so when you now when people start talking about like actual relationships and shit though, do you go by like the shit you see in the club or do you like how did like how do you judge, you know, what's good and bad in a relationship? You mean as far as giving credence to if you can find a good person and and, yeah. a, and you like that that you can yeah. actually have a long term relationship with? Yeah, like sustainable relationships, man. Like versus the club like do you say okay look this shit happens in the club and this is kind of the same thing that happens in a day-to-day relationship with a person me personally i think you can find you know mr or mrs right anywhere i mean there might be a little more drama and chicken heads in you know club atmosphere but you know at the end of the day if you're a good judge of character you know i think you can meet somebody that's uh, right for you at a club Cool, man. Cool. I appreciate that. Now, what about you, K-Bad, man? You think the club is a good representation of how people are, you know, in relationships, too? Uh, I really don't have a lot to lend to this conversation, simple fact, man. Like, I, I'm just not a club dude, man. Like, I honestly, you know, while you bring the topic up, I was like, though, I can't remember the last time I went to a club. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, actually, it was about a year ago. And mm-hmm. the only reason I went is because it was the after party for this, um, this um, organization I'm a part of. It's a charitable organization I'm a part of. We had a uh, football camp every year. And then at the end of it, we have a uh, after party at this club to kind of congratulate everybody that volunteered, you know what I'm saying, for the for the event. But, mm-hmm. you know, there, you know, I just went to the, you know, we got a little VIP whatever, had a couple drinks or whatever, like they kicked with some folks and went home. So you talking you know about I mean? the uh, the organization, you talking about the New Black Panthers? Nah, not at all, oh, man. Not okay. at all, dog. Not at all. I just like wondering. three of them dudes, I'm not one of them. You know what I mean? so, man, I was wondering. Three dudes on TV, I'm not one of them cats. But, <laughs> yeah. um, Yo, man, who is that PR person, dog? I wish they worked for the podcast. God damn, they everywhere. They everywhere, yeah. Shit. Bro, yeah. I need to change the, the fucking show, man. The black the black guy who hates these white people or something. And get, yeah, no. So I can get on TV. <laughs> shit, man. I disapprove. No. These motherfuckers got to talk to Anderson Cooper. I was mad as shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many positive black people ain't never going to make it on that show? I know, right? He's just like, yeah, we're going to kill the dude. We gonna, we gonna, we got a $10,000 reward for that dude. I'm like, show me $10,000 first. Yeah. And don't scare Anderson like that. Yeah, scare Anderson Cooper and shit. Yes, I love me Anderson Cooper. Um, yeah, I was just wondering about that, man, because uh, everybody always goes straight to like, man, um, you know, these chicks going in the club in these little skirts, and they don't know, you know, they're going to walk out of there, and they just going to be a one-night stand. I'm like, ain't that why they went? Like, why are we so sure that these chicks, every chick, every time she's going somewhere is uh, always looking for a long-term relationship? Chicks like fucking, too. Yes, and I don't know why people have a tendency to turn their nose up. Like, uh, what I've realized, a lot of dudes are quick to call women sluts and hoes, but you ain't passing down no pussy when she's slanging at you, dog. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I got a question, too, man. This is right. This ain't even on a fucking itinerary. I just got to ask this. Because, uh, you know, we don't always get white people on the show. So, um, Rich, have you ever dated a chick that has had sex or a relationship with one of your friends? No. No. Mm. 
I was going to say the guy that, you know, guy, my friends have gone out with girls after I had been with them, but I've never been that guy. Okay. It would have bothered me if that, you know, that might be a follow-up question. I don't think that would really get to me. As long as I have to see those disrespectful pictures on their camera phone, the stuff that went down. That's before I was there. You know, I think I could be all right with that. Yeah, man, I was going to say, man, um, I'm impressed by white people's ability to do that, man. Like, that shit to me is, like, amazing, and I think y'all need more props for that, man. Yes, you do. Like, black people, man, they always look down on that shit. Like, take it too serious. Oh, your homie done ran through that, and now you, like, I don't think it's that bad, man. Like, Mm. um, I I didn't even know it was a thing uh, that white people didn't get mad about until, um, you know, one of my best friends, you know, I got white friends now. So one of my best friends was like, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I, I, you know, this chick that I'm getting real serious with, you know, blah, blah, blah. I met her. She's really nice. I'm like, oh, that's great, man. And so one day we was partying and, you know, they buying me reparations drinks and shit, man. I appreciated that. And so we partying and shit, man. And he was just like, hey, man, you want me to do that? My, uh, girlfriend used to date. And I was like, what, what the fuck would he be doing at your birthday party? <laughs> like, hey, I thought it was your birthday, dog. Like, that's, that's, that's what you're into or whatever. And, um, he introduced me and they like made open jokes about the shit like it was nothing. And I was so impressed by that, man. I really wish that black people could do that shit too, man. Life would be so much smoother. Cause like if, if any chick has sex with one of your boys, it's like she is a hoe and she is off limits. If y'all both hit it, then she can, she definitely can't be wiped up. She, it can't just be it was a bad match for your boy. It's a bad match for the crew. Like it's just stupid. Like I don't know, man. I envy that ability, dog. And I think it's a cultural thing. K Bad, what you think about it, man? You think it's cultural or what? Uh man, that's a good actually a good topic, man. You can go with so many different ways with it. Um, you know, I actually am one of the dudes that actually had sex with one of my I mean, I'm not you know what? I, I and the thing is I can't really say he was a friend because at the time I did it, he was somebody I had a falling out with. You know mm. what I'm saying? He was somebody that I was, you know, close with at one time. We had a falling out, and um, this chick that he used to mess with, you know, kind of hard, and said apparently he was messing with at the time. Mm. Um, she approached me at a uh, at a uh, at a function or whatever like that he was at, and you know she asked me like, "Do you you know you look for me? Do you know so and so?" I was like, "Yeah, I know him." She was like, "Okay, well I can't talk to you, or whatever like that." Then he came over there. It was kind of like what y'all talking about or whatever. So mm-hmm. then he walked away and she was like, man, whatever. And then I guess that emboldened her a little bit. And we started dancing. You know, she gave me her number, whatever like that. And I hit it the next week. And, uh, you know, apparently he found out about it. He was all mad about it or whatever. Because apparently I guess he felt like they had something. Yeah. But I never thought, you know, twice about it because, you know, he wasn't my folks anymore. And, you know, uh, he stunned me on many of occasions, you know, with chicks that he knew or though he thought he thought he was messing with a thought that, you know, he had some wit maybe trying to get at me. He stunned it or whatever. So, mm. you know, I didn't feel bad about it. But um, I think there's definitely a uh, a line in where, you know, it, it may be a chick that maybe, you know, hits you and your man. But if mm-hmm. she go through the whole crew. You know, yeah, that's you know, a little, like yeah. that, then that's something different. That might be a little but, too yeah. much. But, you know, if she just like, you know, you smash and I like, say your boy may hit, you know, that's just something that, you know, I think kind of depends on the person. Now, personally, if I knew a chick like that, I'm not wifing her. I, mm. I can't deal with a, a chick that I know that 
smash the homie. I can't do that. Mm. Yeah, like I think it's a cultural thing, man. I, I think it's like the. Oh, go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. But I, I think it's a cultural thing too. And also, I think that goes back to the, a lot of the double standards. Cause dudes can fuck all these chicks, and it's no problem. But for some reason, if a woman has sex with more than one person, it's like all hell breaks loose, and you're like, yeah. "Word for real." Well, I'm making these connections as we go on, but I feel like. And this, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is our theory I'm coming with on the fly. Blame it, blame it on uh, Paul Masson. Um, I, I feel like it's like cover bands. Like, you know how in hip hop, if you try to do somebody else's song, you just fucking biting. Like, even if you try to do somebody else's style, like, it's not an homage to it. It's like, yo, man, why the fuck does Big Crit sound like Pimp C? Or why is uh, Andre 3000 think he prints or some shit like that? Like, it's a diss. Whereas, like, a white band could do a whole fucking album of somebody else's music and people be like, oh, that's cool. They they are paying uh, homage to it. Like, mm-hmm. they have similar tastes or similar sounds or they just wanted to put their spin on something because they held it in such high reverence. I wonder if that, like, is kind of the same thing with these, you know, with the dating thing where it's like, yeah, that's my homie, and we kind of happen to like the same chicks. Maybe our circles overlap a little bit. It's not like we crossing streams or, you know, uh, crossing swords or some shit. Like, we, like he fucked her. That was that period of time. And uh, he didn't like her as much as I do. And I like her more, and I'm fucking her now. And I'm not worried about her going back over there. Like, I don't know, man. I just wonder if there's mm-hmm. something to it, man. I, obviously, people will be writing the show about that shit, but... Anyway, <laughs> there's actually a, I mean, it's been a while since I read it, but then Double XL used to have a whole section at the beginning of the magazine of the original person that said the rhyme and somebody that borrowed it down the road. Yep, yep. And see, that's it. That's, yeah. Every, every issue. So, I mean, I understand the point you're trying to make, but, you know, I think it's just, you know, it's a sign of respect when you take someone else's music like that. So maybe it's a sign of respect. Yeah, well, you know what? One line is a little bit different than doing a whole song. Like, I know, like, there isn't there, like, there's bands that are cover bands. Like, we are only going to play this dude's music. That's what we do. Like, they won't even write any of their own songs. Yeah. Like, that's a, like, that's a cultural thing, because, dog, I'm telling you right now, if it ever comes a hip hop group that's like, yo, man, we only do Run DMC, people going to be mad as shit. Mm-hmm. I remember Lupe tried to do that Trial Call Quest verse and fucked up a little bit, and then he was like, "Shit, man, I ain't even a Trial Call Quest fan. I grew up listening to Jay Z, and everybody was mad as shit, dog. Like, we do not play with other people's shit. Like, <laughs> nope, you can get out of here. You can't be fucking doing it. Um, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You don't know what you know about fight, dog. Get out of here, boy. Um, so um, I was thinking uh. Apparently, there's been a bunch of drama on first, uh, first and ten, or first take, whatever they're calling that shit. Um, y'all guys ever watch this? So y'all keeping up with this uh, drama they're having on ESPN with between Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, and random athletes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. So I guess Ryan Clark went in on Stephen A. Smith's hairline the other day. <laughs> Um, and you know, which kind of, to me, lose, loses a little bit of his bigger point, which is kind of like, uh, you know, there's a lot of athletes that are articulate and have journalistic integrity and, uh, actually know how to play the game and have experience. So their opinion can be just as valid as, you know, these blowhards that are on TV every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, and I'm starting to see like, cause everybody sent me that clip, like, man, you got to play this on the show. Cause we played the Skip Bayless, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Jalen Rose thing. 
And um, I'm like, no, I'm I'm opting out of this shit right now. Like it's 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 becoming too infantile, man. Mm-hmm. Like like and this and here's the thing. I don't think that Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless are right or even good people and shit. Like I think what they do is kind of fucked up and destructive and. You know, they're hypocrites for being like, oh, it's personal. It's about me this time. And, but anyway, Kevin Durant's a fucking liar. Like, what? <laughs> you, uh, you can't do that, dog. That doesn't, you know, how. but anyway, um, I'm deciding to opt out of it because um, I think people are losing sight, you know, in the tit for tat battle that athletes need these dudes. Like, that was mm-hmm. one thing that was, you know, as much as I clown Stephen A. Smith, and trust me, I, I clown Stephen A. Smith. Yes. Um, there was one thing he said that was true, man, and we kind of glossed over it, but he said that to some extent athletes are jealous of these dudes. Now, he went on to fuck up his own point by being like, because we make money, and like, no, mm-hmm. they make, actually, these dudes make, make way mo- more than you will yes, ever make. in your lifetime, um, yes. But but the, the the bigger point of what, that, he was, that, that I think is being missed here is athletes are jealous of these commentators and they kind of should be because commentators get to just say their fucking opinion spit it out into the cosmos and move on and walk away yeah and if you get mad it's because they're doing a good job if you don't get mad then you know then then there's nothing you know well i'm not mad at you you know i agree with that shit or whatever um and athletes as long as you're playing a sport, you're never going to get that type of leeway. Oh, no. Anything you says is under a microscope. It's looked. It's watched. It's, you know, divided, multiplied, added, subtracted again. Like, people watch what you say. Yeah, there's a certain type of, I think, jealousy because there is a restriction of, you know, commentary. That's right. Like, I'm sure LeBron James would love to say, get off my dick, man. I'm trying hard as I can. You know, you broke motherfuckers. I'm sure he would love ah! to say that shit, dude. Mm-hmm. But if he even comes close to like saying like, well, what do you think about people that hate you? You know, people that burned your jersey and all this shit and called you racial slurs. Well, they got to wake up tomorrow and go to work and uh, be them and I'm going to be me and I'm going to be happy. Oh, no. Fuck that. You can't say that. <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> like, you can't even say that shit about people you that hate you. Shit. You can't say nothing, dude. So, I, you know, I'm thinking like there is a jealousy there. Um, and more importantly... Um, I think that the sports reporters are like the venom suit to Peter Parker and Spider-Man, dude. Like they kind of keep us thinking about sports 24 seven when they're not playing the game. And Mm -hmm. if those, uh, analysts quote unquote, you know, the, these haters, whatever you want to call them, if they went away, then am I talking about Russell Westbrook as much as I'm talking about him right now? Nope. You know, I just I don't know. It's it's kind of a sad state of affairs, but I don't know that I'm talking about LeBron James as much if everybody doesn't hate him and constantly talk about him 24/7 when even when he's not playing, even in the off season. The NFL's a 365-day t- sport now because mm-hmm. there's just a fucking industry of opinion about the shit. Like every little move. It's like, "Oh, Peyton Manning uh came to practice and he threw three passes and then he went and uh Went back and used the bathroom. It's like, top oh, story. Top story. Let's go. Run. Breaking news. Peyton Manning using the bathroom. <laughs> so, so, like, I, you know, there's a lot of people getting paid off this shit, man. Like, uh, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and that whole industry feed a lot of people, dude. As fucked up as it is, they are feeding a lot of people with with them being blowhard hypocrites. 
So I don't know, man. I was just, what are y'all thoughts on that, man? I, I actually start All with right. uh, well, UK. Let me, let, me, let, me go. let me say this. Yeah. Um, I actually um, used to work at ESPN. I actually was a producer on First Take uh, for about a year and a half. Um, I don't talk about this a lot, whatever, but just to let, let that out there before I even say what I'm about to say. Balling. Um, <clears throat> um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I always tell people is that, you know, Skip is actually, you know, a good person, cool people, um, off, offset. Um, you know, genuine in a lot of ways. Um, but the stuff that kind of went on the last uh, couple of weeks was kind of disappointing just for the simple fact that um, you had a case where, uh, you know, and, and, and we talked about this on the podcast, on the last podcast. I was like, you know, you need to get back to the genesis of this whole argument, this whole debate, is that Kevin Durant questioned whether or not Skip Bayless only think about basketball because of his constant criticisms of the Oklahoma City Thunder offense. And to refute uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Durant, Skip Bayless brought up his bogus high school basketball career. And, you know, Skip Bayless has been going attacking people for years, taking it personal, you know, saying that uh, Chris Bosch was Bosch, Spice, and, you know, uh, saying all types of personal things uh, about people. And when I say personal is that when you take things off of the basketball court, off of the football field, mm-hmm. off of the baseball diamond, and you make things personal. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say personal, it's no problem criticizing somebody's play on the field. If you're an athlete, that comes with the territory. You should you should be be able to expect that at this point you get to the professional level. But when you say somebody's soft, that's a personal attack. When you say somebody's boss, uh, boss spice, that's a personal attack. And I and I brought up the uh, the case when Jim Everett attacked Jim Rome on his show back in the nineties. Yeah, you know Jim Rome had been saying that Jim Everett was uh, what do you call him, Chris Everett? Chris Everett. You know, and, Everett. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and he, finally, he finally got him on the show, and 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 Jim Everett was like, you know, you've been saying this to you know before a couple of weeks now, but now I'm in your face, say it now. And Jim Rome said it, and and Jim Everett dove on him on on national television right then and there. You know, you have a lot of guys like that. It's like, you know what? You can say whatever you want about my play, but once you take it personal, start taking personal attacks, I might see you. Right. Yeah. And, and, and see, I think that's what I think Jalen Rose wanted to wanted to say. I wish he would have just said it. Yeah. He didn't really say it. I think that's what he was trying to articulate. He didn't just flat out come out and say it. So when Skip brought up his bogus uh, high school basketball career, and you know, it's the information age. You know, somebody's going to look it up. They found out the truth of that course. he made everything up. You know, Jalen brought it up and got personal with Skip. And just for the one time that somebody took a personal swipe at Skip, he got in his feelings about it. Yeah. And then he finally understood what it was like that somebody take a personal swipe at him about his character, about the type of cloth that he's cut from. He's been doing it for years. The one time somebody does it about him, they have a two-hour conversation about respect and ethics and journalism. Well, it does have nothing to do with it. It all has to go back to the fact that Skip finally understood what it was like to have somebody take a, a swipe at his personal character. And this, all this fallout from this has been complete. Yeah. I mean, it's been blowing my mind. Yeah. That we're having all these discussions when it just could have been nipped in the bud if Skip wasn't so sensitive about Jalen Rose calling him. It's a lot of deflection. It's a lot of deflection going yeah, trying on. Trying to deflect yes. it. Now you got people calling to the show and trying to speak up for you know Skip's character and his and his uh, his, his <laughs> professional background. And I've been doing this for twenty years, and you don't got to really say nothing about your background. You've been doing this and all that. This ain't got nothing to do with it. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. If y'all want to take personal swipes at people, y'all been doing it for years. People are gonna take personal swipes at you. If Stephen A. Smith never took a personal swipe at anybody, 
you know, when you talk about Slava, Medba, Dango, Rasho, Mascarabitch, and all that stuff, yes. if he had never done those things and said the things he said about Kwame Brown and all that, Brian Clark never would have said nothing about that dude hairline. Yeah, but once true. you once you once you start taking personal attacks at people, people gonna take personal attacks at you. And don't get so sensitive about it. So you start deflecting and start making it about respect and ethics and journalism when that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, it has a simple fact to do that. You want to throw shots at people? Don't be so thin skinned. Don't be sensitive when somebody does it to you. I know yeah. it's so. I, oh, we agree there, man. I actually talked about that last week, and uh, yeah, we definitely agree on that point, man. Um, and just before I forget, let me just throw this out there too. Um, yeah, it could have all been deflated by just Skip being like, either I made that shit up or I was wrong, or and and you know left it at that. Because one thing that you can win by is just being like. Yeah, it's personal. So what? Like that's like that's the one thing people always overlook is when like you get so caught up in being right, you forget to be like, oh wait a minute, I can be wrong and not give a fuck. That's what I do right. all the time. Right. Like somebody was telling me like, oh your show is offensive. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Nope. Stop saying the n word. Okay, nigga, please move the fuck <laughs> on. I'm not gonna stop. Nope. Um, this this thing you can say whatever you want. I'm not saying that. You know, uh, Skipman and Stephen, they can't say the things that they say. I'm yeah. not for censorship whatsoever. Don't, you know, I don't want people to get that idea. You can say whatever you want, but understand there's going to be consequences. You know, consequences for the things that you say. Exactly. So you can say whatever you want, but then if you call somebody soft, they may be like, all right, we're going to see how soft I am when I see him next Wednesday at so-and-so. Yeah. And I'm gonna approach him and say, you know, how soft am I? Tell me right now how soft I am. Now, I feel kind of I feel kind of bad for the players, though, because, like, they're in a no-win situation, in my opinion, because... I don't think they can win in the in the realm of like uh talking shit. Like not that players don't talk shit good, but these dudes basically built a whole industry and a career of talking shit, unfounded, just bullshit. And like them getting called out on it is still blowing up their brand, which un- which is unfortunate. Cuz like even if you talk shit about them, that's all these trolls want is to, for you to keep saying their name. So it's like yep. you can't win because it's like, OK, so you do. You know, my man Ryan Clark talks shit about him. But where does he do it on their show? On so their show, so now if I want to see like they, they monopolizing, they're monopolizing the responses and the whole debate, man. So, like, I, I feel bad because I'm like, damn, y'all can't win for losing because they, they know what y'all got to do. Mm-hmm. And if you do get physical with one of them. Then, then all of a sudden, people are gonna start being like, "See, that's why the athletes can't be in this industry because they got to take the shit to the to the next level." We just want to talk some shit and have some fun, man. And and Joe Fan, Joe Six Pack, is kind of on the side of talking shit about athletes. Now I know Rich, man. I, I meant to get to you, man, a while back, but yeah, how you feel about it, man? Well, first of all, I'll say, uh, "Hey, man, it pretty much said everything I was gonna say. That was like a great answer. The only thing I could really add is." I think Jalen Rose is taking some responsibility for being in a position as a former player who's now an analyst, and he's dealt with it on both sides. And, you know, he can see why the players get upset, because they don't have a voice, and they can't necessarily win in the court of public opinion. So he wants to call Skip out, and I think, you know, and it's also a new kind of media that we're dealing with. Like, there aren't shows where they used to be like this 20 years ago. Now this, you know, first take when, you know, you are able to talk to and about reporters and on Twitter and you can actually talk to these people that it wasn't, it didn't used to be that way. So I think they just need to have some accountability, skip live, and he yeah. talks shit more than anybody. He's calling people out all the time and hopefully he learns from this. 
Now, there's one way that I think the players can win. Okay. And K Bag, pay attention to this. If you know some people, get this, run this up the line for me, all right? Mm-hmm. I saw a technique this week that's a way to get around getting your hands dirty and still get somebody fucked up. What you do is you hire a hit woman. They got a beef with somebody. They already got a beef when they show up. And you just have, you know, you sit down at first take and then you just have this little ratchet motherfucker in the background like, Skip Bayless slept on my couch for three months and he ain't ever give me my keys. I'm going to fuck him up. Like that. Then, then you wash your hands of it. Like, you know, whenever Skip say something to her, then you jump in and be like, Oh, you talking about people that drive two door cars? That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't do that, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta have some class about yourself, man. Uh, um, that's pretty good. That's, that's a nice way how you bring that back to basketball. <laughs> that's pretty good, man. That's the other good. thing, man, I don't like about this shit. I don't appreciate us referring to Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith as journalists, man. We gotta stop doing that shit because, like, they make it because they keep running behind this defense of journalism, but. Athletes don't have a problem with every journalist asshole. No, they, they don't. Like, why, how come? How come all these other dudes ain't getting their ass whooped? It like you ain't never heard nobody be like, "I'm gonna fuck Bill Plasky up, man." When I see him in the streets, <laughs> you are not. Doing, I got beef. Yeah, you're not doing journalism, asshole. Stop being a jerk. Um, all right, man. We need to do some light topics, man, so we can get to these articles. Number one, I was watching GI Joe, man. I gotta ask, dude. Um, who the fuck designed these Cobra bases, man? Like, ah! I, I know I've talked about this on the show before, but every time I watch an episode, I keep thinking this. Like, did Lowe's have a hardware sale on, like, cobra-shaped monuments and shit? Or, like, did like why would you design a base where, like, the fuel tanks are right by a ceiling that's made of cobblestones and bricks that could fall down on your enemy, like, your troop positions, and, and close off a cave, and then G.I. Joe can just shoot through a door and get out, like... Whoever, like, whoever the interior decorator of this motherfucking... Did a terrible job. Cobra is. Like, I need to see that shit, dude. They be kicking through windows, rolling through walls. Yes. Yeah, like, Can I ask a question? Where the hell are you watching G.I. Joe at? What channel that come on? It comes on uh, uh, Hub. Yeah, or, the Hub. Uh, maybe it's called Disney HD now. I don't know. But it comes on at, like, midnight, man. Um, So I've, like, recorded... Was it old school uh, G.I. Joe? Or yeah, the old school. Old school. They show Jim and yeah. Pound Puppies, all those. It's in, it's in HD, like... You know, it's HD is that old school shit can get. Yes. But, um, yeah, I watch like H, uh, HD, tran- by the way, Transformers. Transformers. As much as I love Transformers, yo, that shit is like an acid trip. It doesn't make any fucking sense, no. dude. No. When I was a kid, I thought that shit made, I was like, this shit deep, dog. They got time travel and space. Now, as an adult, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, now, yeah, now that I'm grown, I'm like, what the fuck are, why are there Dinobots <laughs> and cars, dog? Yes. Like, how come all the Autobots is like, let's be cars, and Decepticons is like, let's be fucking army planes and tanks and lost? How the fuck were they losing, dude? Ah! You can't be the fucking Volkswagen? You a fucking tank. Yeah. And you a big-ass gun? Yeah, like, and why is Megatron the leader, but he can only turn into a gun that the dude that he trusts the least on the planet controls? Hmm. Yo, dog, here they come. Let's get them. I'm going to turn into a gun. Hey, dude, that always be stabbing me in the back and retreating. Hold me and start shooting. <laughs> the fuck did that make any sense? Huh. can't believe Megatron was a scary leader now that I'm grown, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, they actually made, somebody on YouTube made videos talking about G.I. Joe, how how deep G.I. Joe was as a cartoon, though. Like, 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 you know, some of the, like, I guess... 
you know, some of the things that the cartoons actually were based upon, like the world economy. And oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like tsunamis and stuff like that, how it was like a foreteller of the future and like some of the stuff they were talking about back in the 80s yeah. actually ended up being true and all this kind of like, you know, I don't know if the people was making G.I. Joe in on this Illuminati and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. Like, wow. I don't know, on YouTube and like, type in GI Joe Illuminati or something like that. Holy you know, shit! You know, you see the videos I'm talking about. So. Wow. Well, they did predict some shit, but they that was like some of the shit was dumb though. And like, that's the other thing I hated about GI Joe, man. I thought Destro was black because he had a black voice, man. He got black. And then he had that bling, and then he wore a shirt like with the chest out, and he had a thick ass white woman yeah right i was right. like yo this dude gotta be black man they told me he was from scotland i was like nobody in scotland talks like that motherfucker yeah. um <laughs> but but like um i didn't appreciate and the other reason i thought he was black which is a negative stereotype but cobra commander was running his ass dude i was like only a black man would hit the glass ceiling of evil like, like they won't even they won't even get this motherfucker that, that, a promotion to head they, they need affirmative actions for villains yeah <laughs> like they used to treat him like shit dude Cobra Commander would be out there fucking up dude and Destro would always come in like now you know we don't need to be doing this he'd be like fuck that shit man put on uh, turn the weather dominator up to 20 it's like it's gonna overload man fuck that Cobra <laughs> we running this bitch you're like damn dude and then when it fuck up Destro, it's your fault. Like, I fucking hate Aww. that shit, man. Anyway, so yeah, I watched that shit, man, and um, they need to they need to work on them base designs, dude. Cause every time GI Joe got captured, they escaped in like five minutes, dude. It's like, all right, shoot that tank ah. over there, take this dude gun, and let's get the fuck out of here, man. Um, so somebody I know, man, they deleted their Facebook account this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and they told me that they felt like it's a government conspiracy. Uh-oh. Uh and they felt they was ashamed of it. I was like, don't be ashamed, man. Like, I think the government is tracking all our shit. But more importantly, I think, uh, you know, uh, companies that, you know, are private companies are tracking our shit so they can mm-hmm. sell us stuff. And uh, she said what scared her was she went to the new Facebook, right? Okay. And, you know, new Facebook has it where, like, you can scroll down and see, like, what Rich was doing in January. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see what what yeah, K Bad was doing. They say you can even go back to some of your first posts on Facebook. Right. Well, what she saw was, is she scrolled back to 1987. Hey, Facebook was up in 87. No. Oh, okay. And they had a picture of her as a baby. And she said, it "Freaked out, man." She was like, "Fuck this, man. They keep track of everything. You can't even be like, I was born, and here's a picture of me. They 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 I'm automatically go, okay, that's what you look like as a baby." So she was fucked up. She deleted her shit. Mm-mm. And she was like, I don't want them to track me no more. And I was like, no. That's the wrong way to do it. If you're paranoid about the government tracking you, what you need to do is create a hundred more accounts with the same name. And, ah. and update those shits with conflicting mm. information. And you'd be mm. like, oh, I'm in Alaska. Just finished, just finished p- catching some fish. I can see Russia from here. Oh, just got off the beach in Hawaii, you know, and then when somebody tries to Google you or something, they, you know, oh, what is this person into? There's fucking a hundred of you, you know, one of y'all's a porn star. You got to put some fucked up ones in there, too. They, yes. If they all good, they'll know that you, you know, you got to put some fucked up. Like, oh, one of them's a criminal and shit. And the other one ran for president of the United States. What the, who is this person? <laughs> and all you, and, and she was like, with different pictures? No, the same picture yes that's how you messed them up <laughs> the same fucking picture dude i i don't know man that's i make it tough for the motherfuckers to track you man 
All right. Let's get into some articles. Let's do this, son. We got shit to talk about, guys. Now, All right. Richie, you came on the Blackout Tip, so there's a couple things that we do here that you need to know about. Number one, we're going to play a game called Guess the Race. Yes, yes. We're going to be talking about people. We're going to be guessing what races there are. And then we're going to be looking at chat room, getting help from the chat room, who also guessed the race. And it will be kind of racist. So don't try to match the chat room because they just racist. All right. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people on that black people can't be racist shit. They have never been in our chat room. No. That's- we prove that wrong every fucking week. Yes, we do. The other thing that I got to warn you about, we're going to have to talk about some racism in some of these articles because people wrote this shit and people sent it to me. And we're going to start off with this one. The dude named, by one name, Teray, wrote an article. And as usual, he writes an article. All the black people on my Twitter go, read this shit. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what the fuck? Everybody gets angry with Teray. And I was doing so good today. I was like, I'm not reading this shit. He is not going to get me again. I'm avoiding the fuck out of this. Because every time I read this shit, I feel like, the one dude that never had any friends is like trying to tell the world about how blackness and whiteness works. And it's like, dude, you don't, nobody likes you. Like you, you're just an asshole. It ain't even got nothing to do with your race. Nobody just wants to hang out with you. Please. Can you please stop telling us about each other? And, uh, he, he keeps writing and apparently the people at time magazine don't know the difference. Oh, so he got a, he wrote an article called inside the racist mind. <laughs> he said the fact that you may honestly believe you are not biased does not free you from unconscious racism that's the worst kind the con- i like conscious racism myself personally me too i like to know where i stand yes. and make my decisions accordingly. like to yes. me people keep talking about oh we, i'm in north carolina they're like oh in south carolina we need to ban the confederate flag no mm-hmm. hang it high if i if anything you gonna pass a law about the confederate flag i demand they all be one foot by one foot at minimum <laughs> i want to know from as far away as possible like don't eat at that restaurant that's right i can just go across the street purposes. yeah i want a profile exactly i'm gonna get profiled if i drive through south carolina why shouldn't they why shouldn't i be able to profile you that's right Man, that's the worst, man. And then, you know, every once in a while, I'm sure somebody will surprise me. They'd be like, oh, no, nah, it wasn't about slavery for me. I just I just like cotton or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a different white man. Anyway, um, at the recent uh, event, this is this article, where I spoke about racial identity, a white woman sidled up to me, leaned in close so no one could hear, and said, I'm racist. That's how it works. Is that, uh, is, is Rich, that, is, Rich, is that how it works? Alright, is that the end of the article or are you just asking me my opinion on, on the beginning? Yeah, is that how racist people, is that how they inform people? Like, did they ever just slide up to you and go, I'm racist? Well, they don't have to listen because the only time they'll admit it when there's, no, uh, there's nobody else around. Oh, you know that. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's how, like, that's the thing, man. I got a bunch of racist people in my family and shit, and that's the only time they come out is like Thanksgiving and shit. Yes. Like, well, my aunt did one of the funniest 10 minute sets during, <laughs> during Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. <laughs> on, <laughs> on Mexicans that I will never repeat in my life. Like, it was about fucking them and everything. I was like, God damn, this is racist. It's this like, is- where did this come from? <laughs> why, why are we laughing? 
this yes. is this is hate speech <laughs> um anyway man so many people would be repelled but not me Mm-mm. i was entranced says to ray mm-hmm. here was someone who could tell me firsthand how the racist mind worked it's, now this is one of the problems. This is one of the problems with all these, like all of his assertions about race. They always come from this. Like I talked to one person, and listen, he didn't do a study. <laughs> Let me tell you he about these white people. He didn't do a collection of folks. No, it's I was, no blind surveys here. No scientific studies. Like his articles are like I was on the train, and, and a homeless, somebody walked up to me. A homeless man was counting to twenty. And then spinning in a circle. Let me tell you about the homies. And then he said, I'm racist. Yeah. He said, I'm not wearing any panties. And let me tell you about people that don't ah, wear panties. Ah, ah. Let's get in their minds. So he said, uh, social scientists have done studies on Klansmen's, Klansmen and neo-Nazis. But those sorts of people are outliers, socially and mentally. While this woman was the sort of person you might encounter on a normal day. Yeah. The kind of person that tells Teray she's racist <laughs> after attending one of his uh, speaking on racist uh, seminars. That's normal. That's mm-hmm. that's not an outlier. Very normal. She seemed indicative of the sort of racist mind will we be most likely to meet. She seemed normal. So I decided, I feel like Teray is racist at this point. She looked like a normal white woman. Blonde hair, blue, blue eyes. eyes. You know the type. Five foot five. Yeah. <laughs> She was listening to uh, she was listening to some black eyed peas. That's how I knew that she was white. Um, <laughs> so I decided to talk to her and find out how her mind worked. Studies showed uh, most people have some sort of prejudice or bias. Well, is that do we need studies for that? So now mm-hmm. you want to quote a study. Anyway, decades of cognitive bias research demonstrates that both unconscious and conscious biases lead to discriminatory actions, even when an individual does not want to discriminate. Writes Michelle Alexander in the book The New Jim Crow. The fact that you could, by the way, the fact that the the prose that I'm reading right now is much more fluid than all the other shit is sad. Like he gonna quote somebody else, and that shit is tighter than his. Yes. Uh, anyway, she goes on. The fact that you may honestly believe you are not biased against African Americans, that you may have black friends and relatives, does not mean you are free from unconscious bias. Implicit bias tests may still show that you hold negative attitudes and stereotypes about blacks, even though you do not believe you do and do not want to. Now, for that, I always feel bad for white people, because there's no way you can't be racist at this point. Cause like, uh, I'm not racist. I got black friends. Well, that means you're racist. But I don't hold any negative Grudges, stereotypes. Yes, well, I love well, everybody. You, you got some subconscious stereotypes. You don't even know about them and shit. Just trust me. <laughs> trust me on this. You're racist. <laughs> it's like, oh. I'm married to a black woman. I got half black kids. Blake Griffin is my son. <laughs> no, oh, no, you racist, dog. Stop fucking. Yeah, cut the shit. Stop fucking with us. <laughs> I knew you were racist when you walked in here. You were white. And you was you was you was breathing. <laughs> God damn, white people can't win. Um, so part of the problem is the monsoon and negative messages about blacks coming from Americans, uh, which makes <laughs> which makes being non-racist almost like mentally swimming upstream. Wow, it's that hard. Like you, it's hard to be non-racist. So anyway, man, he goes on, and the line that got me, man. Because I just didn't know. I, like, I, I asked Twitter, which is probably the wrong thing to do. But, like, yes. if, if it was true, he said that, like, race was invented in America. And, um, like, it didn't exist. Race as we know it is a social construct. 
and in the sweep of human history a relatively recent concept invented in america to justify both liberty for all and slavery racism has long had sub ideas protected uh protecting its like bodyguards the idea that blacks were less human being less lesser human beings and inferior brain power and morality and criminal proclivities aided in the perpetuation of slavery, Jim Crow, the current wave of criminalization in which young black men are considered synonymous with criminals. Some have captured this via the term criminal black man, which is a term I never heard until this article. Me either. Um but but anyway, the point being, um America invented racism? No. Does that not seem like... That was around before America was a twinkling in the world's eye. Right? Doesn't that just seem like some not the truth? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like, everything everything was good. And then we landed on Plymouth Rock. And And that's when all the racism broke free. Like, everybody was holding hands and shit on the slave boats. And then they got to America. They just kicked them off. Like, you know what? You work for us now. No pay. Like I don't, I don't know, man. I just, mm. I read this article. It's just like, I, I need a, I need a history professor to fact check. Go this. somewhere and sit down. So I asked one, and uh, hopefully he gets back to me, man. Cause, goddamn, man. This is when you need Michael Eric Dyson. Cause that nigga got to answer for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and a Tupac quote. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he can give you an answer for the racism and quote some big. Um, yo, man. The other thing too that was going on. Uh, apparently, Tupac had a hologram. Yeah, it showed up and rapped with Snoop Dogg and um Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, and I don't really have much to say about that other than, um, do y'all think in the Star Wars universe that this is where the hologram technology started? Mm-hmm. Was with like in their, in deep back in their past, you know, uh, America or somebody invented the hologram for Tupac. And that shit later led to Princess Leia popping out of R2-D2 like, help me, Obi-Wan. You're my yes. only hope. It's like somewhere there like, thank God for that Tupac hologram, dog. We would have never this got. This is where it all began. Never got this pocket hologram technology, dog. Now um, I could be racist by light. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So um, I-, I don't know if you guys have any kids, man, but uh, we all know kids. Mm-hmm. And people... They trust their kids. They put them in the care of these uh, daycare workers every you, week. You trust your kids. Kids are something else now. Yeah. Well, you trust your you trust to carry your kids to these daycare workers. And now that makes more sense. My bad. So uh, in Oklahoma, two Muscogee Creek Nation daycare workers have been charged with child abuse. This is gonna now, K. Bad. I hope you're ready for this, man, because I feel like. You might have been through this as a child, and it may explain a lot of your behavior today. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. There's a trigger warning, man. I hope you're ready. Here we go. They've been charged with child abuse after feeding a 13-month-old child habanero sauce. What's a habanero sauce? <laughs> That's a Mexican hot sauce, Karen. Okay. Now, a lot of people don't know that uh, K-Bad has suffered off and on with hot sauce addiction. I know you talked on the show about giving it up, man, and uh, kind of moving on. But you are a hot sauce connoisseur, man. You did. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I mean, he was naming chunky hot sauce. I didn't even know that shit existed. <laughs> hot sauce come chunky? Right. Chunky. Yeah. Why, why mouth bottles? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, don't get him talking about it, Kane. He might relapse. So this is a hard <laughs> article. Oh, my bad. Have you been oh, able no, to? Oh, no, I'm back on, baby. Right. Oh, back, Lord. Back yeah, so, yeah. He already off the hot sauce boat. No, he yeah. said he, he back on the hot sauce, Karen. 
Yeah, I'm back on. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So you, so you back on with the Texas Pete man. You and Texas Pete man waving a hat going down well, the river. Um, I just got uh finished with this bottle of Texas Pete. Then was a grocery store yesterday and got a fresh new bottle of crystals. That's my favorite. So I've never had a crystals. You like that Frank's? That Frank's red hot hot sauce? I put that I, shit I on like everything. That, oh, Karen, uh, you are just making it worse, man. <laughs> I mean, we we brought you here, K Bad, so we could talk about it, man. Cause it's kind of it's kind of frustrating, man. Hearing you talk about this, this is what we really wanted you on the show for. Right. Um, when are you gonna give up the hot sauce, man? Can't you see how it's hurting the people that that love you, man? There's people doing hot sauce shots with you at the Super Bowl. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a, a hot sauce menage a trois. Two chicks yeah, and some hot yeah. sauce. Oh, that was a spicy sexual action, wasn't it? <laughs> Hope didn't yeah, yeah. get on nobody coochie because she was burning. <laughs> nah, nah, we was uh, taking shots of uh, hot sauce off each other. You know what I'm saying? So once you once you start mixing it with the foreplay, dude, yeah. it's, it's, that's, it's that's too it much, man. It's like when Richard oh, okay. Pryor was doing coke, and he he he, he gave he gave. Uh, Pam Grill that coke high man cause he had so much coke in his system his cum had coke in it dog damn yes oh my goodness. yeah she had to go to the doctor man vagina was numb dog it, look it up it's the truth I'm not making that joke up so look man I, I'm just I'm worried wow. about you dude alright all right. Oh, so, I appreciate so, it I appreciate the concern but you know uh, oh so he had hot sauce nipples going on now <laughs> yeah I mean you know sexy sexy yeah, and it was crystals. It was a fresh bottle. I mean, that's my favorite. Everybody know crystals is the uh, white bottle with the little uh, little chili pepper on the front. You know, straight out of Louisiana. I said, I don't think we can get that here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying, man, but it's hard, dog. It's hard, man. All right, man. Well, keep fighting the good fight. Anyway, so these ladies gave these little kids a 13 month old some some hot sauce, Woo. um, and then um, they they fed them hot sauce, heavily salted rice. <gasps> causing the baby to fall. Thirteen uh, months. Yeah, video surveillance showed Hicks, Rosie Hicks, forty-nine years old, too old to be acting a fucking fool, if you ask me. And Tracy Owens, thirty-six, that they were tampering with the kid's plate. The video then captured Hicks laughing when the child became distressed from eating the food. So they because was, that baby didn't die. It was, That's torture, man. Yeah. See, even I mean, I, no, I, I only have an arrow sauce like that's that's extremely hot, man. Uh, that, that's the high quality. Chili. It, it's just real hot. The habanero chili. I mean, that, that's extremely hot, man. Like I, I don't mess with that stuff. So I can't imagine feeding this to a child, man. Oh my goodness! Yeah. In the later interviews, they admitted to abusing the child. Uh, they said they purchased the habanero sauce at the request of Hicks, Rosie Hicks, the older lady. Um. And uh, because she was burning, and it, uh, the, the child was burning because she was in pain. Of course. And uh, also admitted that uh, once uh, the child once fell when Hicks put her foot on the table that the child was using for support. <gasps> Hicks said she didn't push the table but told police she did not apologize or help the kid in getting back up. Charged with two counts of felony child abuse by injury. And Owens is charged with one. I hope they don't have children. Now, fellas, it's time. I hope you're ready. I hope y'all are, too. It's time to guess the race. Guess the race, y'all. Now, I will give you a clue. They are both of different races. Okay? They are not of the same, same race. race. So, guess the race, man. Uh, K-Bad, you go first. Rosie, right, now, Rosie Hicks. What, what, what were their names? Rosie Hicks. 
mm-hmm. and Tracy Owens. I'm gonna say if Rosie Hicks is Hispanic. I'm Hispanic, and I'm gonna say Tracy Owens is black. Okay, what about you, Rich? I'm gonna have to go um, Ebony and Ivory on this one. Ebony and Ivory. Do you which one you got? Tracy Owens, Ebony, or Ivory? I think Tracy's black and Rosie's white. Okay, let's go to the chat room and see what they have to say. Everybody's guessing Trace, uh, Tracy second, and you know, obviously. Uh, Rosie first, guys. So let's get it in order. Rosie is a snow bunny. Tracy is an aspiring rapper. <laughs> Sarate black is Tracy. Rosie white. Okay. Um, Pop Sun says a hot sauce flavored baby formula cactus tester. What? <laughs> a hot sauce flavored baby formula cactus tester and a cracker. Man, that, that's, that's just going mean. in that's deep. Harsh. That's harsh. Yeah, Rosie says Gouda lover. And cheese, everybody knows white people love cheese for, you know, so obviously that's white. We love it. Yeah. Alright, so, and and I, you know what, man? I fucking appreciate the shit out of you, Rich, right now for not trying to fight that stereotype. Every time we want to make up a joke about this stereotype, people gonna fight it. And black people fight it the hardest. Like, we can't give white people one stereotype? Goddamn. I, I think, man, we're trying to break down social norms, man. We're, everybody's different. It's not just about race, right? Come on. We're just all about togetherness and learning and growing. Exactly. And that's why we that's all good. need the same amount of ignorance in our stereotypes. Yes, we do. And I appreciate you supporting <laughs> us in this shit, man. Yes. Everybody knows everyone loves fried chicken. Of everybody loves that shit, but we everybody you know, loves watermelon. Yeah, we got stuck with that shit, and I want to stick white people with cheese, and I'll feel better about the whole thing. We they can eat cheese in front of me, I can eat my watermelon. It'd be fine. Anyway, correct answer was K-Bag hit it on the money. Hispanic oh, and black. I can I don't even know how you knew that, dude. That's that's that insane was, level that of guess the race. I that's unprecedented right there. I appreciate that, man. You know, people have gifts, you know, and uh, I guess it's maybe one of them. We'll see. Not since uh Bo King guessed uh fat white woman and black dude when I told him ah! when I just all I told him was the city where this Walmart uh incident happened. happened. And he was like, I know that city. That is a fat white woman and a black dude. I was like, God damn <laughs> <laughs> It's like fucking racism spider sense. <laughs> yes. Um all right, man. I should have known you didn't put some reverse psychology on me, man. <laughs> yes, and Bo, and, Bo, and Bo Keem is the whitest of the white, and he was yeah. spot on. I don't know how he fucking knew that Me either. Anyway, um, all right. So this is not a guest of race. This is just funny. Um, apparently this 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 pilot of this plane forgot to put the fucking uh, wheel down when he was landing because he was too busy text messaging. Oh, damn. <laughs> Everybody almost died because he had to tweet and shit. I was sued a motherfucker. <laughs> Honey, it will be the Say That Again Airlines. Get your ass on. What you say? Say that again. They said at, uh, the co-pilot looked over and saw the captain preoccupied with his mobile phone. The captain tur- told investigators he was trying to unlock the phone to turn it off. Yeah, we all know that excuse. Uh, after forgetting to have ta- done so at takeoff. At a thousand feet, the co-pilot scanned the instruments and felt something wasn't quite right, but could not spot what it was. At this stage, the captain did not realize the landing gear had not been lowered and neither pilot went through their landing checklist. (gasps) At 720 feet, a cockpit alert flashed and sounded to warn them the wheels hadn't been lowered. At 650 feet, the captain moved the undercarriage lever instinctively, 
but then a too low ground warning alarm sound as the plane sunk through 500 feet, indicating that the landing gear was not fully extended and locked. Oh, shit. The co-pilot was confused by the captain's action and lowering the wheels as he was getting ready to do quite the opposite to abort the landing and reascend to the skies. Neither spoke to each other about their intentions. So he's just sitting in there not talking and shit. Your co-pilot is like, yo, pull up. Nah, I'm just going to go ahead and I think we can land this shit. Because you don't think I do that shit together? I don't know, man. Um, At 392 feet, the crew aborted the landing and powered up the thrust. At this time, the pilots had lost track of their altitude, thinking they were much higher at about 800 feet. So they thought they were 800. They were literally 400 feet off the ground. Oh, shit. Uh, Furthering pilot error occurred when the wrong flap setting during the ascent uh, went off. And when the mistakes were recreated in a simulator, investigators determined that they were two minutes uh, of descent from 2,800 feet to 1,000 feet where the pilots failed to take an, any necessary actions, including putting the wheels down. Jetstar said it has incorporated the lessons learned from the incident in its pilot training. Pilot and fuck that. They both need to be fired. Wait a minute. What the fuck is the pilot? Hey, stay off the phone, dog. No angry birds during, during takeoff and take landing. landing. Yes. All right? There's no training in these. Just fire this motherfucker and move on. Yes. Um. So remember we talked about that girl who um, she uh she won the lottery in Michigan. Uh huh. And uh, they interviewed her. It was a great guest to race too because they interviewed her because uh, they caught her in a in a store buying some food with welfare. Uh, Money, cause they, cause they, they hadn't turned they hadn't turned her off yet. Yeah, she had the EBT card. That was their fault. And she paid for that shit. And Karen, now Karen was on her side, like if they ain't turning off, just do it. I'm like, see, that's that's why we can't <laughs> have shit. That right there is why we'll never have shit. Cause you can't be thinking like that. Now that you got money, you got to act better. You know. How much did she win? How much did she win? It was like a million dollars. Uh, well, anyway, she's it back. Seven, I think it was seven hundred thousand after taxes. Yeah, after taxes. And she was like, they ain't turned my card off yet. Like, bitch, use some of that money. All right, here we go, man. I, they, they, they found her, and she's back in the news again. A 25-year-old Michigan woman is facing two felony fraud charges for continuing to collect food stamps after winning the lottery. We, they, we probably remember the story. There was quite a bit of outrage when this came to light. Amanda Clayton spent Monday night in jail and was arraigned yesterday. Prosecutors say she failed to inform state welfare officials about her million-dollar jackpot win, or close to, and cashed more than five cashed in on more than five thousand dollars in food stamps after collecting a lump sum lottery payment of seven hundred thirty five thousand dollars here's amanda's mom defending her daughter when i spoke with her she said she called the welfare office and they don't return your phone calls (laughs) so what are you supposed to do not use the car bitch so she tried to report that she tried to report it Amanda Clayton has pleaded not guilty. Her lawyer plans to ask for all charges to be dropped at a hearing next week. All right. Man. I didn't realize it was five thousand. She was. She didn't give a damn. Karen, now you are on her side. I didn't realize it was five thousand. Five. It was more than. I mean, it don't matter if it's five thousand. You was on her side of do it till you get caught. Fuck them. Now she going to jail. <laughs> she got. She facing two felonies, dog. She at least coming off some of that money. To pay the shit back or pay your lawyers and all that stuff, man. It's the dumbest crime ever, man. Um, now, have you guys already heard of this story or seen this story? 
I, I heard about it on the radio yesterday. They briefly mentioned it because um, they said that she said her defense was that she still hadn't been able to find a job. Yeah. <laughs> now you you haven't seen her though. No, I haven't seen her. No. Okay. I, what I, about you, Rich? You you seen her? You heard it? I haven't seen her. I, I actually heard about the story, but um. All right. So let's play. Guess the race. Rich, you go first. What, what race oh, do you think she is? All right. What about you, K-Bad? Her mama sound white, so I'm a, I mean, it, it, it's in Detroit, right? Yeah, it's in Detroit. It's in Detroit. See, this, this, this is a tough one because it's in Detroit, and that's some black people shit. Mm-hmm. But her mama sound white. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to agree, and I'm going to say... I'm gonna say white. Okay. I'm gonna say white. The chat room already knows the answer, so I'm not gonna go to them. It's just gonna be more racism. Um, it is white. It is okay. white. The first time I heard her talk, though, I was like, "Yeah, that's a white woman." That's like, a white woman. Without like, the audio, I was going black all the way because when she said Detroit. Yeah, yeah, me too. Exactly. Yeah. Like the original chat room was in fucking. It was an uproar over this article, dude. Yes, it was. All kinds of stereotypes was clashing and shit. Then she started talking, and she sounded kind of white. And then like her boyfriend sounded black. Like it was all fucked up, man. I was like, good. <laughs> Good ignorance. Yeah, well, you know without what? the audio, without the audio, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm black. If without the audio, where she from, and how she was just so bold about it, yeah, I just said. <laughs> black. All right. But you know what? Yeah. I mean, seven hundred thousand isn't never have to worry about anything again. Type money. That's right. a nice amount of money. I hope she kept it in the shoebox and didn't bring it to the bank because maybe <laughs> they will be taking some of that. But, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that, she, she'd be broke one day again. You know. Well, you know what? Seven hundred thousand in Detroit economy. Is like a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. you could buy. You yeah, you could buy like five super domes and shit. (laughs) That shit, like that shit is that she is balling in Detroit. They she would have won like a a G and been like all drinks on me, gas tank on E, dog. Um, (laughs) Ah! All right, man. So here's another guest of race, and this is from our favorite state, Florida. Oh, Florida! Police arrested a Central Florida man who they say attacked his wife with a box of snack crackers <laughs> because he was upset she attended an Earth Day concert. What kind? Keebler's? Mm-mm, Karen. That, that, that. Oh, we ain't smacking with no wheat thins. I like wheat thins. Uh, Andy Gatz, 37, of Palm Bay, was arrested and charged with battery and violation of an injunction at the police say he threw a box of cheesy crackers at his wife, injuring her eye. Cheesy crackers? Get some real crackers, my friend. Um, police said Gats was under a court injunction to not have any contact with his wife. I mean, he didn't. It was the cheese. It was the crackers. They hit her. Um, <laughs> he became angry at his wife on Monday after she attended an Earth Day concert in Orlando. Uh, Gats told police Aww. he only threw a cracker at the woman, not the whole box. Yeah. Meanwhile, ah. she got like a black eye and shit. It's like it was one cracker. I got a, a good big ass heavy cracker. What was in that cracker, I sir? I got a good arm. It had peanut butter on it. All right. It stuck to eye. It's not my fault. Um, he turned himself into authorities after running away from the home. The wife was treated at the emergency room, according to police. Uh, he will have a May eighth court hearing on the charges. Guess the race. K bad. You go first. Man, this this is a tough one. This is a tough one. What's what now? What's her name? Hmm. 
didn't say her name. I don't, I don't think it said her name. I don't think it do when um uh, not, when not it's okay, uh, domestic what's violence. His, what's his name? What's his name? His name is Andy Gatz. Andy Gatz. G A T Z. G A T Z. Okay, and uh, did it say who they uh, who, who was playing at the concert? Uh, no, just that it was an Earth Day concert in Orlando. All right, Earth Day Gats White. Okay, what about you, Rich? What do you got to say, Prado God? Everything about this story is saying screaming white. I mean, cheese it. You just address that we love cheese. Cats is a known Jewish last name. And Earth Day equals hippies equals white. It's got to be white. All right, let's go to the chat room, see what they think. Uh, Toss and crackers like throwing stars. Uh... (laughs) A nerd, a tree, a nerd hugger. tree hugger is not a race. You got to start over. Uh, fucking Casper. Okay, that's white. Um, <laughs> I know that city too easy. Hillbilly, hillbilly hand fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. Krispy uh, Kreme white. Cracker tossing cracker. That's a new one. Krispy Kreme white. Uh, fish belly. Fish belly? That's, that is some new racism. They Kevin invent, Bacon. They are inventing racism. <laughs> yes, they are. Fish belly is new racism, dude. Um, you guys are on the fucking forefront of racism. Um, anyway, man, yeah, y'all, everybody got it right. It's white people. So, yeah. Mm. I, I, think, I think it's a beautiful thing because when you're just lazy about your racism, it shows you a lack of days ago and you don't care. It's <laughs> right. time to come up with new funny shit. I can actually appreciate that and laugh at it. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yeah. only funny in the context of this show, though, because, like, if. I guarantee if people start saying this shit in the streets, I would be like, oh, this is fucked up, man. We invented new racism. <laughs> like, I know. Right? I didn't mean to do this. No. Oh, hopefully none of I do not want to meet Anderson Cooper this way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> no. to be on there with my boys and shit wearing a fucking black Kango and shit. <laughs> um, all right. So this is just a sad story for my fellow Pornosaurs. Uh-oh. Um, 39 year adult a 39 year old adult film actor who died days after an april 8th confrontation with the police and paramedics was stunned twice with a taser the official weapon of the show mm-hmm. during a struggle that began inside the back of an ambulance oh what happened marlon a anderson whose stage name was sledgehammer oh snap black porn people definitely know who this dude is uh light-skinned buddy that looked kind of like light-skinned tiny lister he did <laughs> Uh, he died Friday from unknown problems uh, at a hospital. Corner officials were expected to conduct the conduct an autopsy Tuesday. He struggled with police and paramedics on April 8th after his fiance called police at 3 a.m. about an attempted suicide. His uh, fiance is 24-year-old Alexa Cruz. Uh, never been on any of the top five lists of the five starters, but, you know, keep putting in the work, Alexa. <laughs> Uh, she said she didn't know that there had been an altercation until she visited Anderson in the hospital that afternoon. I was horrified. He couldn't even speak or breathe. I just kept asking what happened, what happened. So he got um, fucked up. Um, I was expecting him to be out of it from medications, not all beaten up and breathe- with a breathing tube. So he must have hulked out in the ambulance and they beat the shit out of him or something, man. It's like, calm yeah. down, Sledgehammer, calm down. I mean, he's a pretty buff dude. He is a porn star, man. You know, they be on them roids and shit. Yeah, keep that stamina up. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. He's one of those dudes that's too buff, too, where, like, he couldn't even put his hands behind his back if he wanted to. Oh, that's too buff. So I'm pretty sure he, he <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure they beat the shit out of him, man. He put his hands behind his back 
he was very cooperative Cruz said they didn't say anything about arrest I think he just really wanted to get help and they helped him with that suicide yes they did Anderson had abrasions when she when he left her apartment uh, but when she visited him in the hospital hours later he was covered up in scratches and his knuckles were scratched up um, police said officers struggled with Anderson in the back of the ambulance after Anderson had become agitated broke a handcuff that was attached to a rail. God damn, that's some Hulk shit. Woo! He broke a handcuff? And then he Not- was on something. Shit! I've never even heard that in a sentence before, dude. <laughs> right. Wow. How the fuck do you break a handcuff, man? Shit. Anyway, I man. have no feelings. Urgh. Like, they had to put him down then, dude. I know they was scared shit. Smash. I don't know no other way to say it. Just tear shit Switch, up. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a fuck around me the name of the show, dog. <laughs> uh-huh. so, I actually have a theory on this, and I'll tell you what I think happened. Yeah. And this is why I need to listen to Rock, because he's a smart man and knows what he's talking about. This guy was a porn star, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's had sex with thousands of women. Turns out one of them was his friend's girl. Oh shit, dog! I think you just accidentally invented hologram porn, though. <laughs> I will watch that. <laughs> you know what? It's gonna be a time when they talk about the phones, man. You are gonna hit your phone, and all of a sudden, the 3D image is gonna pop up, and they're gonna just gonna be fucking in the bed right Yo, before your eyes. Hologram porn need to happen now. Yes, dude. I would love to. I'll see... be all on the iPhone. Get on that idea. I need to see a uh, beauty's junkie ass in that fucking 3D hologram, dude. That needs to be made uh, available to the people. Anyway, man, uh, rest in peace, Sledgehammer man. Of course. Uh, he brought us so much entertainment, you know, over the years. Uh, he had a lot of sex with a lot of women that uh, I've watched all, a lot of that sex. And uh, you weren't my favorite porn star. I'd be lying if I said that, man. I normally uh, like for the dude to not be existing in the porn, you know. Like, he shouldn't even be a factor. I should just be watching it like he's the gun and the first-person shooter. But mm-hmm. we appreciate you, and uh, thank you very much, man. Uh, all right, here's back to guess the race, guys. Here's, here's a, everybody's nightmare. And I want to say I've spoken about this on the podcast before. It's not a game, people. Be nice to the people at McDonald's. Play, bitch. Oh, great. Now the ad. So anyway, man. Oh, wait. Is this an ad about cheese? <laughs> the fuck? They done infiltrated the show. And just 45 calories a slice. 45 calories? Taste the real difference. First, mystickety people. Ronald let, McDonald I'll would not be play. smiling at this. The Simpsonville McDonald's employee is in big trouble tonight, accused of... Hey, man, how come they always got to get smart at the beginning of the article with some sassy shit like that? <laughs> Ronald McDonald will not be laughing at this one. <laughs> anyway. Spinning into a customer's drink. Greenville County deputies say it all happened over the weekend after a mother and daughter went through the drive-thru to get some sweet tea went through the line and they weren't sweet so they drove back through the incident report states that the teas still weren't sweet the second time around but deputies say the victims didn't think much of it opting to sweeten up the tea at home they get home take the lids off and much to their surprise and dismay there is phlegm right there on the top of the cup the customers took a picture but the sheriff's office couldn't release them but they described them in detail off camera and were quite blunt on camera 
It's gross. It's gross. In a statement released tonight, the McDonald's franchisee, John Kennedy, released this statement, saying, quote, Nothing is more important to me than the safety and well-being of my customers. I want to assure my customers that my restaurant has the most stringent food safety and quality standards, and I caution anyone from reaching a conclusion without the facts. The Sheriff's Office, for its part, says it has video showing this man, Marvin Washington Jr., leaning down into a cup around the time of the alleged incident. Deputies say it was enough to place him under arrest, charged with tampering with food products. And if he's found guilty, he could face a maximum of 20 years in prison. God There's damn! Indication <laughs> that it was an ongoing event, but at the same time, I don't know if it's an isolated event. I think the investigation, especially is on that aspect, is still ongoing. All right, so 20, he can face 20 years in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was... That's ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, that's a lot of time, dog. <laughs> for some spit. For spit and some drinks. <laughs> Keep what your you, spit to yourself. Yo, yo, what you in for, dog? Oh, man, I caught a man sleeping with my wife. I ah. cut I cut that motherfucker's throat. Then I shot her, the kids, and the dog, man. I'm in here for 20 years. What you in here for, Slim? I'm in here for 20 years, too, man. I... Spitting these two white bitches drinks, man. Come to the drop through. <laughs> and and the, and the thing about it is that what I've realized when it comes to McDonald's, you got to go to the right McDonald's because some McDonald's are are put like this. Some McDonald's, some people put like this. Some McDonald's are cheap, and they don't be wanting to put enough sugar in the sweet tea to make it sweet. So you actually be getting the sweet tea with like an ounce and a half of sugar and 30 gallons of tea. That shit ain't sweet. And so that's probably what happened. And they rolled around. They gave him the same shit. He was like, fuck this. People been returning this tea all day. I done told the managers to put some extra sugar in this shit. <laughs> Take this bitch. Yeah. I mean, this is why you never order special shit in the, in the drive-thru. Like no, some of y'all, of I just take my y'all know y'all know who y'all are. The people that are out there that are like, yeah, um, no tomato. Can I have uh, sweet can I get, tea with one cube? I ice. like uh, mayonnaise on the bottom of the bun as well as the top. I want my last chicken time nuggets. it was fucked up. I want my chicken nuggets not fried. Yeah, let me get a fish sandwich, no tartar sauce, ketchup. And, and, and y'all wonder why y'all y'all shit is fucked up. Yes, man. I get like that's the that's the only thing this article is missing. Why didn't the reporter say, "Well, ma'am, um, neither here nor there." Uh, what, what what you order? Oh, oh, so you want you want a you want number one with everything on it? That don't come like that. Okay, all right. Well, I'm not I'm not saying you deserve it. Just saying. Um, all right, man. So guess the race of the dude who spit in the cup. His name was Marvin. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> a, man, what the hell you ass? He black. <laughs> uh, what about you, Rich? Black. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me check. Oh, ain't no white people with the last name Washington, dog. Uh, let me check the chat room. Oh man, Thompson, this is the most racist thing ever. Nigger lip peanut butter inventor with red Kool Aid covered spit. God damn. Um, ah! That's a new level of <laughs> God. The KKK is like, I'm turning this show off. Machine gun, watermelon, seed spitter. Who are these people? <laughs> uh, black because they throwing the book at him for 20 years over some spit. Double uh, black names. Double black names. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Washington. Oh, Ju- man. Junior. Don't forget the junior. Yeah, Marvin Washington Junior. Like, he, he like, with Think that. It. Ain't nobody calling Marvin. His name was Junior. Right. Um, 
Yeah, yo, with the name Marvin Washington Jr., dog, you can only either work at McDonald's or the NFL. Or saying like you you gonna be you gonna be famous being the four tops to somebody, Marvin Gaye. Like they they doomed that kid, man. But of course he was black. That was that was like a fucking gimme. <laughs> um, oh man. Um, all right, let me. I'm not reading this story. I say that one for another time. Um, oh man. So um, apparently somebody um had some drama over facebook oh facebook yeah you know man like we talk about on the show People all the time facebook too seriously well not not just that but like facebook is really doing the police's job for them now now that's the truth like maybe this is why my friend decided to delete her account she was like i might do some foul shit and next thing you know i'm, I'm on tv i know because i updated my account so here we go admits he stole gas from a police cruiser once he posted the picture of him in the act and making an obscene gesture on facebook it spread like wildfire and jenkins police began investigating wymt's jerica insco talked to the gas bandit about why he did it Michael Baker's girlfriend snapped this picture, meant to be a joke, that was not so funny when Baker was put in the back of one of those cruisers. Well, he was just standing there and I thought it would be funny to take a picture and didn't post it on Facebook. At first, Baker and his girlfriend were apprehensive about telling me what really happened last Friday. Yeah, we're sorry. It was just a joke. I mean, if we was going to steal gas, we wouldn't put it nationwide on Facebook. I mean, we don't steal anyway, but we're sorry. As the interview continued and Baker loosened up, I asked why he had a hose in the cruiser's gas tank. His honesty might surprise you. So did you take some gas? I got a little bit. I just got not much. I couldn't get much. I tried, but not much in it. A little gas or a lot of gas? It's still the same crime in the eyes of law enforcement. If they're going to do it to a police car, they'll do it to just about anybody. Baker spent a night in jail for his offense and was charged with theft by unlawful taking, something you would think he would be sorry for. So, I, I mean, do you apologize to the cops for it? Not really. Gas prices are high, but Baker's fine for stealing it will be much higher. In Letcher County, Jerrica Insko, WYMT, 57 Mountain News. Officials at the Jenkins Police Department say they are taking necessary precautions to avoid another event like this one and plan to have lockable gas caps in the near future. Well, we didn't see much sunshine out there today, and there are still even a few showers out there. What the fuck they got to do with this clip? Anyway. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, he was about to tell. Oh, and authorities also say that uh, the weather's going to be pretty good tomorrow. Let's get to traffic with Jim Everett. Go ahead, break it down, Jim. Um, or should I call you Chris? Oh, you come across the table. All right, man. So, um, what do you guys think, man? What race was Michael Baker and his girlfriend? Let's go with uh. Okay, K Bats jumping out the I gate early with white. No about it now. If you would have read a transcript of of the interview, what they said, I still would have said white because white people don't really fear the police or repercussions or nothing. Yo, he really did say, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. He said, I'm not sorry. The fuck? You can do that? Anyway. you can do that. Rich, what what do you think, man? What race? Yeah, but that's what both like. And I agree with, you know, K Bass right there. I mean, they, we get a little more brazen and shit, you know. We do shit we shouldn't do sometimes like that, so. Yeah, I'm not going to front. When I watch cops, uh, 
the white people are what I watch it for. Like the black people are boring, man. We all know the drill, dog. It's like they pull me over. I'm going downtown. Like, right. but the white people be like, I got a fighting chance. I might talk my way out of this shit. And they do. <laughs> like, like it's it's fifty fifty, dog. I might start a drinking game where I bet if they gonna win or lose, dude. Cause, like, I seen white people get off with like crack possession and shit. It's like I only got two cracks. They're like, hey, all right, all right, John, Beat it. stay out of stay out of trouble. Um, all right, so guys, what guess the race in the chat room? Let's see what they say. And uh, Meth head, trailer trash. Okay, uh, I think that's white. Oscar Mayer, baloney dick, moonshine maker, and chili for Chick Fil A manager, both white. Uh, <laughs> Amer- Amer- KKK lands, like Americlands. That's wow. Hmm. Sound like a the Lost Ice Cube title and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yippie Kaye White, Hillbilly Incest in their voice. Jesus. Baby, you know you gotta say it right. Yippie Kaye, motherfucker! <laughs> and Mary Poppins Fucker. Alright, man, correct. Everybody's right. They were white. That was a toss up. That was easy. Yes. Um, I just thought this article was interesting. I'm not actually gonna, um, read the whole thing, but somebody predicted in the future that robot prostitutes are the future of sex tourism. By the year 2050, people, sexologist Michelle Mars says that we will be having red light districts with futuristic robots. They're going to have robot STDs then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this. Damn, dog, my dick, man. I got a worm virus. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get rid of this shit, man. I went to the damn... Robot AIDS. <laughs> I went to Best Buy. And try to get the fucking <laughs> try to get them nerves to help me out, man. It was like, no, nah, you ain't getting no fucking warranty for this shit. <laughs> you already done ran the warranty out. You only get fifty five bucks. <laughs> Geek Squad, like you gotta take your take the Geek Squad the best guy to get the virus out. Yeah, <laughs> like yo, Geek Squad, man, what y'all got on this worm virus? Mm-mm. You ain't got. You didn't pay for the warranty. Nah, and I don't think nobody wants to smack a metal ass. Uh, here's here's an update on the story that, and I just want to run by the for the record, guys. I guessed this shit when we read the story, and I'm patting myself on the back because apparently the results are in from the ACLU, mm-hmm. who uh, another Florida story, old Florida. Um, remember that controversial Florida law requiring welfare seekers to submit the drug test? Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, yeah, man, we need to do that shit because these fucking welfare people on drugs. Wasting money. Taking all the money. You shouldn't get no government money if you're on drugs. And we're going to save the nation a ton of money by doing this. And I was like, that shit don't even make sense. No, because if they applying for it, that means they need the assistance. The people on drugs don't give a shit. They off somewhere getting high. Yeah. Plus, you got to, like, not have shit to get any assistance to get well like i think there's a big disconnect between what people think welfare is and what it really yes, is yes like like right. like i had a yeah i had a friend named uh skip um uh, and this dude straight up was gaming unemployment right he's a white dude and he, he used to have a big time job and then he was getting the max from unemployment and so he stayed out of work for a year and a half wasn't even looking for a job and then wow subsequently all my white friends that know skip we're walking around like, yo, man, this is fucked up. This is what the this is the problem with the system. Oh no. So I'm like I'm like, all right, here's the other problem though. Uh I have people in my family that have lost jobs. I didn't have a job. He doesn't represent nearly the the majority you know. or a, a huge percentage of most people. Like he's gaming the system, but most people 
need, are, need the, the assistance. assistance. They, they wouldn't do, you know, nobody wants to take 60% of what the fuck they used to be making. Unless. Like, I couldn't just, like, if you gave me, like, here's 60% of your check tomorrow, I'd be like, I'd be mad at you. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I'll be pissed mm-hmm. at you. So, um, anyway, turns out it didn't save taxpayers any money. No, they probably spent more. Which is what I said. I was like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna save money. Um, it didn't affect the number of applications, which a big, which was a big, um, you know, thing that people were like, well, people just want to apply for it, so mm-hmm. it'll still save money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't even ferry out very many drug users. During the four months the test was given, just 2.6% of applicants failed, mostly for marijuana use. Everyone who passed was reimbursed for the cost of the test. Yeah, I forgot you said that they made people pay for the test. Yeah, you pay for the test. So if you pay, if they reimburse you for that, which is $118,000. Um, or more than the state would have paid in benefits to those who failed. Wow. According to an ACLU director, that means the program actually cost the government $45,780. Taxpayers' money. Them Uh, old folks should raise their canes and protest. (laughs) Uh, The test was, well, it's an emotional issue. Like, it it responds on as a taxpayer. It responds to you on an emotional issue. Like these motherfuckers ain't putting in, and they on drugs. Like yes, test them. That's that's what you they want you to feel. But then when it's like, you know, the practical application of it is like, well, okay, we got two point six percent of people. You wasting and money. We actually lost money. It's like, oh wait a minute. Well, that's that doesn't really justify how I felt because we losing money on this shit. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so they only gave them through July, from July through October. At that point, the ACLU filed a lawsuit, so they had the judge issued a temporary injunction halting the test. Um, recently, re- they released the state data. Now, this is the data from the state, guys. So just remember that this is not some the ACLU did a survey. No, this is from the, this is their findings yes. from the test. Um, but it doesn't matter because Georgia. Is installing another uh, law that's almost politically identical to this. Because like I said, it feels good. It does feel good to say this shit. Um, and, uh, like, and the other thing, man, that nobody talked about. The governor's wife was fucking yes, the, 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 the head of, of the testing program. Yes, she was. Like she was the head of like, okay, these people are going to be testing this shit guess who's running it shit you making money yeah he's just funding he's just uh funding uh funneling government money right to her Mm -hmm. like it's like now my wife getting this check thank you dummies like they don't give a fuck about us anyway man i just had to run that over because i was right bitch (laughs) um all right apparently uh this dude had a stroke and uh he said that it uh turned him gay Uh oh (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it's a new meaning to gay stroke. Uh, gay stroke. I, did, uh-huh. I actually didn't know that had an old meaning. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just made something up, Karen. Uh, but apparently they have a video on it. Um, but uh, his name is Chris Birch. Don't forget, we're still playing Guess the Race. Uh, he had a stroke and it changed his personality and sexuality. Okay. Which uh, I didn't know. You could do that either, man. I didn't know that shit could happen, dude. Like, you, you don't ever be like, I, I tore my ACL. Now I want to suck a dick. Like, mm-hmm. it's never going. Chris's dramatic change began with a freak accident. I rolled down that part of the hill, just down there between those two pillars. And at first I thought maybe I'd, like, um, 
just got really, really dizzy or maybe I twisted my neck or something like that and I didn't realise it was a lot more serious than that and it's very uh, simply done, I suppose. This is the first time he's been back to the scene. It's like my life changed at the bottom of that hill. It's completely different at the top. This is just, it's just a little grass verge. It's nothing. It's, it's pathetic. Uh, it means it's a hill. Yo, what if he would have fell down the hill again and then been straight? Like, you try to recreate that shit. Like, I was just waiting for him to bust out and start singing. Yeah, what's up with this music? Like, they trying to make him gay with the music, too? Like, oh, he's, listen, in case you were wondering, he is definitely gay. Let's put some acoustic guitar in there. Uh, he was but yet, like, old Chris was stood at the top and... I ended up down there, you know. I'd finished playing squash with my brother up there um, and his friend, and we were walking back down. Decided to, uh, well, I suggested, let's do a forward roll down this hill. We went down, and they wouldn't do another one, but I did. So they carried on walking a little bit. And then I go down, and, and this is what happens. This is, this, is what you're in, <laughs> this is what I've got left. If I hadn't done the second forward roll, then um, I would still be old Chris. And and not who I am now. So, and I prefer who I am now. Um, hey, dog, that's a long way to go to come out the closet, bro. Yeah, yeah. So all I gotta say, man. I mean, come on, bro. You ain't gotta. You, you just gotta pretend. You ain't gotta pretend like you randomly decided to roll down the be hill. Be who you wanna be. Love who you wanna as a love. grown ass man. What grown ass man? You know, that's like, hey, man. Hey, let's. I know we just finished playing hoops. Who want to go roll down this hill, man? Anybody feel like rolling down the hill? I'm going to roll the second time, too, man. Y'all y'all, y'all going to quit after one. Y'all some pussies. I'm going to roll the second time. Oh, guess what? I want to suck some dick now. Yeah. Like, I don't believe this story for a second, dog. Just be like, I was gay, man. I ain't know how to tell y'all, dog. So yeah. I, I faked the stroke. <laughs> Shit, I had to do something, man. I mean, I mean, and then, like, the thing is, like, he, like... I don't know if he's trying to do a disservice to gay people or what, but like now he's got his hair dyed golden and shit. Yes, and like, he does now. Got a weird different haircut. Like, is he trying to be like stereotypically this is what gay people do? Or like because he's gay, he doesn't like his fashion anymore? Like what? What is his point here, dude? It seems hmm. it seems fucked up, man. Like it seems like he's perpetuating a stereotype or some shit, man. But um anyway. He's been waiting a while to do his hair like that. That's what it comes down to. Right, <laughs> he's like, I just want to listen. I need frosted tips now. However, I gotta get them. I gotta get them. Ah, the fuck, I gotta roll with French manicures. You think he, what he got up is like? See, if y'all would have rolled down the hill the second time, y'all would have been gay too. It's a magical hill, dog. <laughs> the <laughs> gay hill. It's the gay hill, dog. You roll down twice, man. You come up is coming to the gay zone. Uh, all right, man. So guess the race, guys. Let's start with Rich this time. Right. All right, what about you, K-Bad? 100% white. All right, let me check the chat room. Um, let's see. Super Saiyan Michael Phillips, gay stroke, white. <laughs> wow. Super Saiyan Michael Phillips would be a beast, by the way. Uh, yes, he would. An artificially inseminated Richard Simmons clone, white with an afro. Well, it wasn't an afro. Hunkaloid. Queen lead singer, white. Is that, ah! is that Freddie Mercury? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, man, he white dog. Y'all, y'all was on top of this one, man. 
Uh, this is everybody's nightmare. Speaking of having sex with your friends, I think even white people would agree that this is over the line. An Egyptian man who went online to watch a porno film for the first time got the shock of his life when he found that the woman in the film was his own wife. Oh, hey. damn. I always wonder what happened to Caramel. She's my favorite. <laughs> she, just, she just got out the game. <laughs> the man identified as Ramadan instantly collapsed in disbelief <laughs> on the floor at, at an internet shop before coming around rushing home to face his unfaithful wife now hey, oh. so like why was he at the at the store watching porn like they probably at a cafe shop or something yeah but why he can't watch it at home oh probably. she probably won't let him yeah she's like mm, we ain't get no high speed here yeah <laughs> you don't watch, we don't watch porn in this house no you might see something. Only thing high speed is me. Uh, the woman first denied his allegation and started to swear at him, prompting her husband to face her with the film. Uh, able to get that motherfucker. Damn. He, he had to save that shit as a favorite, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit queued up on that iPad. I got the evidence. That's our TV. <laughs> That's your birthmark. I found, he found, uh, he said, oh wait, I found 11 films showing my wife and indecent scenes with her lover. Damn. Was, now here's where he starts lying. It was the first time I watched a porno film. I did just just out of curiosity. <laughs> now I don't believe that shit. <laughs> so wait. The first time you watch porn, you catch your wife? Son. Don't you lie to me, dude. I'm a porn to myself. I know that's I know bullshit when I hear it. Um I know she was like all oh, the porno shit he had to watch the one yeah. I was in. Yeah. She was like Casablanca out of all the porns in all the world. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so she first denied it and accused me of being insane before I faced her with the films. She then confessed to be still in love with her boyfriend. Say he is as young as her and that I am an old man. God damn, that's Ether. Mm. <laughs> um, Ramadan, an old man penis man. Told y'all folks. Ramadan says she had, uh, he had been happy during the marriage life until he logged onto that website. So that means he probably paid for something. Newspapers did not, uh, say whether he decided to divorce her. Man, you better keep, cheaper to keep her. Plus, you know what she her, do her now. Her boyfriend gonna go spend your money, dog. I, I know this much. I know after that night, I'll be like, so you know, we doing everything from now on. Don't, I don't want to hear this. I ain't into anal shit no more. I seen the <laughs> videos. You was a ballerina. I got the pictures. I seen you. U.S., uh, the Indian. Oh, wait. Then this is another story. I don't care about the rest. Anyway, that story was good. Uh, we haven't talked about one thing that we always talk about on the show. And we can't talk about, we can't not talk about this before leaving. Sword ratchetness. Yes. This is just about the aftermath of sword ratchetness, man. A lot of times people forget about it. A retired soldier is unable to walk or talk more than two weeks after he was struck across the head by a assailant with a samurai sword. Oh, shit. That's right. Got that Christopher Reeves. Martin Butler, 46, remains in the hospital with a severe head wound after he was attacked outside his local pub in Kappa White Co-Temporary. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Ah, that's the whitest of the white place in the world. Where is that? Kappa White Cotemporary. Anyway, he was hit with the weapon across the head following an argument in Coughlin's Pub in the village. 
A man has been charged in relation to the incident. Mr. Butler, who has two daughters, had been playing cards in the local pub moments before the attack and was a completely innocent victim. Damn. And this is why you don't play spades with people you don't know, man. Uh, he, he think he was like the only white dude in there playing spades and shit and he got fucked up. He's like, turn that bitch over so I can spank her. He put a spade on the queen and then somebody was like, oh, I'll be back with my sword. Kill everybody. <laughs> he was rushed to Cork University Hospital on the same day, but has since been transferred, transferred to South T- Tipperary General Hospital in Clonmel. He is unable to talk or walk, but his family remains hopeful that he will make progress. Wow. Make progress. Sorry. Mr. Butler's younger brother, Paul, said they hope in the future he can receive treatment at the National Rehabilitation Hospital in Dunlog Hair. He is in the bed, but he can't do a whole lot. He can't walk or speak just yet, so it's long-term waiting game, said Paul Butler. He is only operating at 30 PC. I don't even know what that means. Me either. 30%? I don't know what that means. The doctors are saying in time it might come back, but he we just have to wait and see. He can't eat because of the damage inflicted. He is unable to swallow normal food. They're using several drips on him, he added. Damn. Damn. So this is why swords, we got to get them off the streets Say or at least again. get them registered. People, take your sword shit seriously, man. This motherfucker won't be able to walk or hold his daughters again because somebody got mad about some fucking Uno or some shit and <laughs> fucked him up, man. Now, what kind of, where in the game is that right? It's fucked up, man. All it's right. Very last story. This is a quick one. Kevin Hart, star of uh, Think Like a Man, Act Like a Lady. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey movie based off Steve Harvey's terrible book. Yes. Um. Anyway, man, come to find out he don't like black women, apparently, or he has jokes about them. And black women were not up. They were not happy about this. <laughs> they were not amused. Well, I'll take a quick poll, fellas. Black women amused or not amused at negative stereotypes? Not amused whatsoever. <laughs> That's easy for me, though. <laughs> Rich. Don't, general, don't generalize. Don't say you know anything like that where you say most of y'all or y'all or whatever like that. Though you asking for it, man. Uh, Rich, amused or not amused, black women by negative stereotypes of black women. I'm not amused by that either. And as a side note, I haven't reported anything Steve Harvey's done since he had the show Romeo and Bullethead. Those are my dudes. Everything said is down hill. Agree. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Steve Harvey. I think the last thing I watched of Steve Harvey that I enjoyed was uh, Kings of Comedy. That yeah. was it. I, I thought that was funny. I thought talking about Ray Carruth was good. And then he started giving relationship advice. And I was like, the fuck is wrong with the world? Uh, mm-hmm. Ain't nobody ever been like, ain't nobody, you've never looked at your girl and been like, you know what? We need Steve Harvey to, to break, <laughs> to get this shit straight. All right. I, I know shit is going wrong. Maybe if I just had a book or something. Um, so anyway, man, uh, apparently he released a cartoon. And, the, man, I don't know how y'all feel about Kevin Hart, but I just think he's a hard-working dude that uh, he has his moments, but I don't find yeah, him like a comedic moment. genius or nothing. No. I just think he just, like, he real hard-working, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I've actually had this conversation with people, like, you know, when you talk about guys who, you know, um, are great stand-ups, 
his name definitely doesn't come to mind. Like, Mm-mm. you know, I don't, I don't like stand up. I know a lot of people don't think he's really all that funny just because, you know, he doesn't se- really seem like he has his act already kind of written out and planned out beforehand. He kind of goes, you know, off the cuff, but like Mike Epps, I don't think that he's as, 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 as funny as Mike Epps, but Kevin Hart is killing the game right now. Yeah. And I don't really think he's that funny. I mean, you listen to a lot of his material. He, uh, rehashes a lot of stuff. I mean, he's been saying the same jokes for a while and, you know, he does a lot of stuff about relationships. I don't really think it's funny. You know, but like you said, dude works hard. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's in a lot of movies and you see him everywhere. I saw him at All-Star Weekend. You know, he's doing all types of bits, doing the celebrity game and all that. You know, he doesn't mind people taking shots at his height and all that type of stuff. So, you know, like like you said, he definitely works hard. But as far as like being funny, nah, I I really don't find him really all that funny. Yeah, me too, man. Um, All right. So this now this blog that covered this, I just got to say, man. I hate when people have a point and they on your side and then they go too far. You got to be like, uh, but not this shit. You know what I mean? Jazz, yeah. Like I actually got this link instead of an article because I wanted people to see how sometimes you could be right and then be wrong because the same time. trying to be right. All right. Mm-hmm. So she writes, nothing gets my attention. This is a SandraRose.com. Nothing gets my attention faster than an arrogant celebrity threatening a lawsuit over something he did wrong. This morning, while perusing my Twitter timeline, I stumbled upon a Twitter rant by Gina, owner of What About Our Daughters blog, um, which sounds like a very fun-spirited blog where you will not be allowed to watch any rap videos. Uh, it seems that Kevin Hart, star, star of Think Like a Man, posted an offensive anti-black woman cartoon on his Facebook page and then threatened to sue anyone who reposted it. <laughs> Yeah, right. What you put it on Twitter for? I think I'm going to start calling that shit Skip Bayless. <laughs> he Skip Bayless that shit, dog. He, he fucked up and then people started talking about it. He was like, stop this. You would not talk about me. Stop the madness. Can't you see we need decency? You put it on Twitter, dog. Come on. Uh, it seems that Hart has a history of making ignorant comments about black women on social websites, which is another reason I don't follow some of these dudes on Twitter. Him, Lil Duvall. Like, I don't really find it funny if like your whole stick is women ain't shit let me tell you about it and then people be like retweeting and shit i'm like stop like that shit ain't even funny y'all just like hating people mm-hmm. um i mean i like me some good ignorance don't get me wrong but that shit not even a creative Mm-mm. like you a basic bitch if you black and you wearing sandals like uh, really dude <laughs> that's, that's what you decided to tweet today that's what we talking about you woke up t- today with that on your mind that's what you need to tell everybody was black women ain't shit again Anyway, so when I say black women, and this is where she loses me, I'm referring to women two shades darker than Rihanna. The only type that heart will date nowadays. What? Okay, you took this to took this to another level, didn't she? <laughs> she had a point. Where did where, where you get to Rihanna? She had a point. And then she completely fucked it. She's just like, plus he liked them light skinned hoes. And my right ladies up top. Like, damn. No. We was agreeing. We was yes. I was agreeing. He didn't need to do this. Anyway, so he put a cartoon out and it said, Being a strong black woman, in quotes, does not have does not mean having a have an attitude. And it's some dude that walks up to a group of women and he says, Hello, ladies. And the ladies say, What a geek. Nigga, please, no game. Then the second frame is the same nerdy looking black dude who isn't matching. And uh he No, has, he is not matching. He has a very happy white woman and they're holding hands, walking off. 
and then the, the angry black women still sitting there with the arms folded and stuff and the lips pouted out and they say self-haters sell out weak so that was his cartoon that he thought was funny which like i said kevin he's a hard worker yeah, uh, that's not funny <laughs> sorry that's that's just not even and it's terribly drawn but kevin hart he works hard and uh you know god bless him so um it says ah oh, yes it looks like another client of the law firm of dewey cheatham and Howe has been un- unleashed on the internet you know a celebrity is running scared when they start stammering and yammering on twitter and facebook about taking legal action in response to legitimate criticism uh so he lied well i don't know if he lied but he said he didn't post it uh on twitter uh it was uh apparently his uh his somebody got a hold of his twitter account and they posted it everybody's been hacked nowadays i i, I don't never be hacked maybe i'm not big enough i'm not bald enough to be hacked yeah, havoc from mob deep say he got hacked when he talks yeah shit. yeah taking the phone to the apple store but you lost it okay or yeah. prodigy one of them little five five two niggas said they got it was hacked. havoc it was havoc okay yeah um all right so um I can nobody get hacked when something good happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody ever been like, "Hey, I just donated a million dollars to a charity for autism." Oh fuck, man, I got <laughs> hacked, dog. I they ain't giving no money to no autistic kids. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody ever does that, dude. It's always some bad shit. Uh, like he tweeted once: uh, "Light skinned women usually have better credit credit than dark skinned women." Broke ass. <laughs> Broke ass, dark holes, LOL. Like, that's not, is it me or is that just, just ignorant? Like, that's ignorant. Like, if he was on, like, if he was on stage and he said that, I'd just be like, okay, what, what, but what is the punchline to that, though? It's not a punchline. Like, he just said that shit, like, and then, He just punched it in the air, that's it. I just feel bad for the black women that still be supporting this motherfucking dog. He not funny, eh? Giving they money. And he hates you. And he short, and he ain't tall. I'm taller, probably taller than him. (laughs) I'm five, two and a half. I don't know, I'd like to come to his defense for a second because, yeah. you know, have you been to social media to, like, do an inside joke or just, even though you're tweeting something to everyone, it's really directed towards one person. Mm. You know what I mean? You know what? He did break up with his wife, which is, you know, maybe he's talking about her. But also, okay. uh, you, you make a good point, too, because I can't trust this blog. Because, like, if she wouldn't have went overboard with the whole, uh, and he only dates light-skinned women shit... I would have been okay, but I don't really trust that they took this quote in the right context. Like, like it's Twitter. It could have been part of a longer joke. Really, it could have been three or four tweets strung together that might have made this not so funny line funny. You know, you could have been quoting people that were ignorant. Like, oh, this is how ignorant people think. But we'll never know because, you know, he, he set himself up. Um, but apparently, uh, his publicist at Sony said, uh, got him, made him, uh, Release a tweet that said, hey, attention everyone, I've been getting Google alerts all day about a cartoon that's being credited to me that talks about black uh, black women. I have nothing to do with this cartoon. I am not behind it or involved with it in any way, shape, or form. This cartoon is fraudulent. With that being said, if the promotion of this cartoon is not stopped ASAP, I will be get, taking legal actions against all parties that are involved. So he's going to sue the internet. <laughs> ah, fuck out of here. Um, but after hundreds of women reminded him that the cartoon was actually on his Facebook page, because <laughs> he was like, it ain't got nothing to do with me, except that it's posted on my Facebook page. So he, he, he blamed it on his family member, his cousin. He says, 
I was just made aware that the cartoon was posted on my fa- on my page yesterday. It was posted by someone who only had access to my page for the purpose of uploading my calendar events. That person thought that they were doing me a favor by posting something that they thought was funny. Legal action has been taken, and once again, <laughs> legal action is his cu- cousin. Uh, once again, I have nothing to do with that cartoon in any way, shape, or form. Five exclamation points! Oh yeah, I need trying to lose that money. Caps lock. I'm now done talking about this subject. Live, love, and laugh. So, yeah, man, I'm just going to say this. No, this is the thing, man. Like, a lot of celebrities, you know, they, uh, you know, they have, you know, Facebook pages, they have Twitter accounts or whatever like that. And a lot of times, like, they don't have time to be updating that stuff and, you know, what what have you, you know. And, you know, these people need to be careful about who they allow access to this stuff because ultimately, it's going to come back on them. Like, don't nobody care about his cousin. Right. Or whoever he said access to this, to this account, man. So, I mean, a lot of celebrities, they, they try to blame it on, you know, my account got hacked or, you know, somebody else had access to my account. They, you know, they responsible for doing this, but ultimately it all going to fall back on you, bro. So, you know, it's getting to the point now, all these celebrities saying that, you know, it was somebody that works for me or whatever, like, though, that's not going to fly, man. Like, yeah. y- y'all need to be a lot more accountable for the stuff that gets put on your pages. And maybe I don't need to have people doing this, you know, uh, having access to your accounts to be uploading events on type of stuff like that man because if there's gonna be type of to brush back when something happens it's gonna be on you yeah i just don't trust i just don't trust him because i mean he he gonna be in that steve harvey movie and that's enough for me yeah. <laughs> but see you know another thing about this cartoon though man like and I, i'm not going i'm not before i say this i'm not generalizing at yeah. all yeah i don't want to brush back we're talking about some specific black women that we have met now let's go it, it, but see, like, if it don't apply to you, then why are you mad? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I always remember when um, um, Martin Lawrence did, he was uh, did his appearance on SNL. And, um, you know, before he went on, the MC executives, you know, saw what his uh, monologue was going to be. And they told him to kind of censor it, but he went ahead and did it anyway. And one of the jokes, he was talking about women who don't wash their ass. Mm. You know, and then all, you know, he got a lot of brushback from, like, women's groups and stuff like that. And he's like, look, if you don't wash your ass... Then I understand you being offended, but if you hygienic and you wash it, what the hell are you offended for? <laughs> well, like if, uh, if it don't apply to you, then what the hell are you so damn mad for? I would say in this case, the reason people are mad or that a lot of black women would be mad. Uh, first of all, they're one of the more attack groups right now um, from outside and in, you know, I think. Uh, and uh, they don't get as much support about it because... Um, you know, for it, it, you know, systematically, we have some issues in the black community with relationships and marriages and all this shit and uh, having children and stuff. So there's like a lack of support that they feel from men in general. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when dudes like Kevin Hart are yucking it up with the quote unquote independent black women and all this shit. I think they feel more hurt because it's like, well, what I am an independent black woman, like. That like even like put it like this, the group of women that he's talking about had the same label as the group of women that we would that you would respect. So like there's a bunch of independent black women that, you know, you look for it. They're like, hey, she's strong. She's good. She's she got her own shit, blah, blah, blah. And you, you all these you wouldn't attribute any of these negative stereotypes to them. But then whenever you start like people start dissing them, they use that same fucking phrase. So it's like. Are you talking about me or are you not talking about me? It's not like he, there's really no distinction there. It's not like, you know, like if you say women that don't wash their ass, it's kind of like, okay, I know that ain't me. Independent, mm-hmm. strong black woman, you might be talking about your mother. 
might be talking about your aunt. You might, you know, might be talking about the last girl you dated. It, you know, it might not necessarily be negative, man. It just, um, I don't know, man. I, I can see why they would get mad, but I mean, you could actually make that argument about just about anything. Like, why does people ever get mad? Cause it ain't specifically about you, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, stop going to these Kevin Hart con- concerts, man. All right. Just let it go, man. Put the hot sauce down. And stop <laughs> stop going to see these movies, man. It's Steve Harvey. I can't protect you if you're in a Steve Harvey or a Tyler Perry movie, man. That's like it's like, oh, Tyrese did. Mm-mm. We do not support that. Nope. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you like, shouldn't have been in that movie, dog. I had mm-hmm. your back. Um, Tyrese was not spelling ass writing books. Come on now. <laughs> we ought to have a book then, damn it. You can't even get 140 characters out without misspelling some shit. Now you got a book. Anyway, man. Thank you guys for being on, of course. Um Thank you. Make sure you check out both of these gentlemen, man. Um my Please man do. Rich Prado from the Anti Semantic Show. Great show, uh, y'all. Antisemantic Show.com anti.libsyn.com the links will be in the show notes at anti-semantic show without the uh owen show uh on twitter uh check out kbad firestarter.com on twitter he's at kbads b-a-d-d-s um and you know of course we're on twitter at rodimus prime say that again that is in d-a-t and the show twitter is at t-b-g-w-t the uh Website is theblackoutist.com. Make sure you're leaving us five-star reviews on iTunes because we read every single one of those on the air, regardless of content. Even if you have something bad to say about the show, maybe you're an independent, strong black woman and you're offended. And you would like to curse K-Bad out, but you know if you just email me, I might not read that shit. <laughs> like, that's my nigga. I'm not reading it. And they were like, oh, well, I put it in a five-star review. You got to read it. So, yeah, um, we will. But, uh, yeah, you can do that, man. Uh, make sure you guys... Uh, vote in the polls on the site, leave comments, uh, all that stuff. You can call the show 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail throughout the week. Talk to us live Saturday mornings, uh, when we do our feedback show. Um, and now uh, we're probably gonna move the time of the feedback show to like 1030 or something because I'm about to start playing ball in the mornings on Saturday, mm-hmm. but you know, y'all will get used to that too. Um, and, uh, also, uh, make sure that you are emailing the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, this show was brought to you by Adam and Eve. Use the code TBGWT when you check out. You get half off of any one item, whether it's that lawnmower toy or the one that uh, has all those tentacles and shit. I'm not judging you, girl. Ah, do what you need to do. We got right? to touch it. Yeah. Let it touch you. You know, maybe you about to go uh, head up to Staten Island and you need to get the strap on dildo. I don't know. I'm not judging your life. I don't know you. Do what you need to do. Get 50% off of it. Uh, and uh, also make uh, use uh, you get three free DVDs, a free sensual gift I can't tell you about, and free shipping. It's it's that great. Don't guys. get no better than that, y'all. So all right, man. Well, until um next time, I love you. Hey, you too, baby. Mwah.
What the fuck do y'all niggas really want? I went with realness instead, but all the real niggas I know either crazy or dead. Yeah, I dropped a free for these other kids to feel a lot, and niggas keep asking on whether this dude's for real or not. I'm not trying to come hard, I'm trying to come mean. It's why these older songs that I used to make I'd release free. What's the point of rapping if you can't be yourself, huh? That's why I come first, like my cell phone. I'm a role model, I am not these other guys. I rap about my dick and talk about what girls is fly. I know it's dumb, that's the fucking reason I'm doing it. So why does everyone have a problem with talking stupid shit? Or is it real shit? Cause sometimes that stupid shit is real shit. Like when you make out with your best friend's baby sis. You know the one with short hair you used to babysit? With a different girl like each and every fucking night And kiss her while she's sleeping And sneak out the front to catch a flight That's not life, dude Just making up the fucks I missed in high school I keep it rapping until I meet the right one Cause I ain't Mumford, I ain't trying to have sons All I wanted was some more like Ashton I ain't the coolest, but I know I got passion I got passion I